We're good. Um, welcome to Never After Redemption. I got a titty rash. <laughs> Eighty four hundreds coming at you guys. They stand as a four. It's all the stats. All right, shut it down. Everybody, shut it down. <laughs> How the party okay, that's another distracting thing. You want to do something? <laughs> <laughs> Not now. Expected. <laughs> she starts cleaning her gun. <laughs> you start shaving your head. <laughs> I'm sorry I have to throw you because you know you're in with the class. You know the good kid in class gets punished collectively for all the bad kids. Yeah. Yeah, you resented the hell out of that, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when I know exactly. <laughs> Never got your name on the board. <laughs> We're not doing the cards anymore, right? No, not for this. Um, there's no in-game justification except that, you know, stuff's happening. Adrian wants to progress the plot without us derailing it every five minutes. It doesn't derail it. it, doesn't derail it. <laughs> I'm Josh, I'm playing the Kyrie. It won't get in your way. It'll, it definitely gets in your guys' way sometime. Oh, it's when things are super open and there's an open timetable. You're uh, I'm Grace and I'm playing Gwen. You're literally on the high seas. That's why I use like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right, I got permission. I'm Sean. I'm playing Black Oak. Okay. <laughs> I'm Priscilla and I will be playing Verendra. I'm Andrew and I'll be playing Galzareth. Oh, he's so sad. This is the most chaotic opening we've ever done. Even when Josh was fucking around giving fake names. You're welcome. <laughs> Now he uh, has to get fake diseases. We're all right. No, I do have a titty rash. Oh my god. Don't Let's say don't. <laughs> what? I've already tried, Adrian. I've already had the anatomy conversation. I've already tried. Alright. Who wasn't here last time? I was not. Okay. Has he been debriefed? Alright, they they um, went into the city proper. Or at least, you know, the early, the big part of the city. Uh dealt with a lot of like basically people crowds and trying to avoid them and then they went to a part of the city that's just eternally night it's very hipster it's a permanent night permanent rave going on insane projections of magic everywhere and you guys uh, went to the address of the bar that was projected to you <laughs> and uh, they were around the corner and they see the entrance it's down into a basement I believe and it's like stone, looks almost normal, and that's where um, we stuck it. Good, yeah. Now the the power works there. Yeah, the iconography, like you could feel it. You're not even through the threshold of the place, but you could feel it, like just being dampened. What's your level in your research in the icon? I think you have two, and then you're working on three, right? And so she's yeah. probably on three. I'm, yeah, I'm working on three. Yeah, I, I have two. They're at, yeah, they're I'm at two. They just got two. Yeah. You're almost at three. Yeah. And y'all's arrest wasn't doing anything. I know learn um, good. I got one. Uh, the, there's something else, too. Oh, um, the other thing, too, is with your um, current affordance and level of knowledge within the iconography, you can put up a spam filter and not receive the incessant telegraphed messages to your consciousness if you so choose it's not even it's not a i have this up and it doesn't come in it's just you you just resist it reflexively okay. it's not anything you have to concentrate on it's something probably children learn here like early on oh uh, also the government does not want to talk about the icons at all 
like when we brought it up, they were like, and other things on the agenda. Yeah, there's a million things we talked about in the meeting. Yeah. That I was there for. Okay. Yes. Meeting. <clears throat> yeah, I was there for the meeting. I wasn't there for the second meeting. Or yeah, the... that happened at both of them. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, and that's, that's the, the guy at the second meeting is the one who gave us the address to this bar with the implication of, hey, let's talk about this somewhere you're not being recorded. We don't know that that he's actually going to meet us here either. That's we cool. don't know that. It was, yeah, it was the equivalent of, you know, you handing us a napkin here. with the address as much as that can be. Yeah. Uh, the guy that we talked to... Pyro. Pyro. Yeah. Uh, he, um... was a lot less stringent. Uh, like... Formal. Yeah, a lot less formal than the other ones. He came in high on cocaine. Yeah, basically. Oh, and then he had an instant, like... He's one of those professors that had tenure and they can't get rid of him, so he just does what he wants. So we assume. So, polypythia, but here. Got it. Kind of. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. More coherent. Yeah. L- more l- coherent. Also, like, less woo-woo <laughs> magic and more, you know... Pretty she's Drugs. probably dead. They'd make a good couple. I don't think she does couples. She definitely does cats. Yeah. So, Black Oak, I believe, was back on the ship. Yes, yes. working with Paul. Right, that's yes. what I have to get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you were working with something. Um, you, they were, uh, they called you back um, because of your little bro. You get there, and this is not going to take very much time, mm-hmm. and in the few hours of the day that you just haven't been paying attention to the thing, the sprouts have grown several feet. They've got branches and leaves. Uh, you know, it was two oaks and one elder or an elm tree, I believe. Uh, and you can just feel the spirit of the old forest with them. It's very strong. But you realize that they're going to outgrow this little pathetic plot of soil very quickly. They've already sort of leached it. Like, like it keeps getting fed with whatever they do on the ship. You imagine it's part of the waste that they can, yeah. but even so, they leach out all the nutrients out of it, and um, so they'll either they'll they'll live a long time here, but eventually they'll stop they'll stop growing and begin to wither, and it would be a tragedy. Um, so yeah, you're sitting there right at your growth. Okay. <clears throat> Do I have any idea of about how long we've got before they need to be transplanted? Um, within a month. Okay. We've got some time, but not a lot. But you know that there's spirits. These are old trees. Right. Uh, they usually didn't grow this fast, but it's very unusual circumstances. Uh, and they aren't sentient yet in a way that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But they're persons. And even though you have a month, they're not going, they're going to be very uncomfortable under a certain amount of duress by not being able to, because they're just going to have, like, um, the inability to send your roots far out, since that's most of what a tree is most of the time. Yeah. You, you've, your roots have drawn up into yourself, and you're a different kind of creature, but the, the roots are as big as the, you know, or bigger than the leaves that are up above. If they can't expand, it's just despair. So, um, right now they look fine. Bright green leaves. Okay. While you're out on the uh, surface, um, it's uh, 
getting on towards the enemy. And the crowds have dispersed a little bit. There's still lots of them out there sending strange fireworks up and signs. And you're getting bombarded uh, a little bit by messages. But um, Marindra had set up a filter. So the only ones that are getting through are ones that are targeted at you. Okay. Uh, and they're more powerful. You can still ignore them, but they're mm -hmm. getting through the filter. Okay. And most of them are nonsense. Um, there's one or two, but you have to accept them before you know what they are. Right. So there's like, okay, this one feels green. This one's red. This one's shaped kind of it's sharp. Uh, this one smells funny. This one has a lot of texture. That kind of thing. But they're just trying, they're throwing anything at a wall to see if it'll stick uh, and, and distract you. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to set, set them to ignore for now. Uh... And see if there's been any progress on getting me the uh, political and topographical maps. See if we can try to map out a good place. To that was just like a day, I think, ago. Yeah. Um, well, you've been on the ship, so if they, if they had it, they'd be back into your rooms there. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't really... We don't have a way to communicate <clears throat> with each other over distance, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, now. Except, no, because of where you're at. Oh, fair enough, yes. You could send sendings to each other, but they're in a place. In fact, if you just you just reflect, because you, you got, like, level one on that, too. I, believe. I think so. I forget. We'll go uh, you church. just reflexively send a sending to them, and it, it's going into the city. You, you somehow feel how far it goes, and then it just hits a wall. Okay. All right, I will do my best to bolster the nascent consciousnesses of the uh, of my fellow trees mm -hmm. uh, as much as possible, and uh, wait for the rest of them to return. Okay, uh, I believe then. Okay. Actually, I'll be nice and say that your sending hits uh, Varindra right before you guys um, get towards the entrance. Or you're kind of on the border, and it's a little fuzzy. But if you step back, you can hear okay. him trying to get in contact with you because I don't want him to just have you chilling on the deck while you're in this bar. Um, I forget who went in first, but um, I don't remember any of us going in. I just remember yeah, seeing it. Yeah. Okay. So what would you have said to her? <clears throat> my my elder children have sprouted we need to make some haste in finding a place to situate them do you know when you will be back his it's his image a feeling of his image because it's all kind of it's not in front of your eyes it's mm -hmm. in your mind uh, but also it's his three letter prep like official name is always got what it. it is got it which I believe was Oak wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah Oak yours is lucky you're lucky in that regard <laughs> <laughs> I mean yours could have been Doc 
because you just could have been D-U-M. <laughs> N-R-D and B-I-T. <laughs> <laughs> through the city or is there a guard there, um, a... can I send him like a 1990s version of a hand drawn map sure that'll be an invoke it's not very hard um, my base is 18 yeah but uh, okay. give me another just cause to see okay. what else happens because you might need something out of it yeah it's like math Tom Tom city, but it's the most affluent one. 
and Buckhead Nightlife, got it. Yeah, it's my heyday. Jeez, so many fights. Forty-year-old dudes getting in fights. <laughs> um, and then, like, you just remember the places you went by, and she dots on the map, like, okay, here are the landmarks. Here's the docks. There's a little representation of the ship, the place where you, your rooms at the headquarters. Uh, there's a little sort of almost handwritten looking, like, it doesn't say protesters because they're not protesters, like fans, uh, like, and, and a vague cloud of their basic density and population. You realize you're getting way too elaborate with this, but you send it, and that information is just in your mind. So, oh my, give me an explore to see how fast you get there if you're going, but you, yeah, you know the way. Sorry, no, you're fine. Well, uh, well I mean, on him. If I'm going that far, <laughs> I have a problem. No, you're good, dude. Um, seek up. out the darkest corners of the woods. No. We're going to literally Night City. It's an urban jungle. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Eleven. Yeah, um... You head off, probably the, just following the route. You're going slow because it's very confusing to like follow the map in your mind. And while you're walking, it's persistent. Um, you basically have this thing. It's like, okay, this message, quote unquote, is just... It's not icing the message. The message is delivered. It's we have a connection here. And you can end it at any time or keep it up. You're just keeping it up so he, you can see where he's walking. Oh, it's, I, I have his location on. Yeah, and there is a kind of like, it, like dead fuzz where it goes blank as it's as you get closer to the entrance of the place, and you experiment a little and get a little bit further away, and the fuzz retreats. It's not proportional to the size of the area you're at; it's how close you are okay. to it. You guys can hear um, just a lot of revelry, tavern sounds, very normal. Um, there's music playing. There's all there's been music playing this whole time. Uh, very strange um, jazz. No, it's just completely alien like, synth wave, but like a lower register with some sonics that you're expecting to understand and hear. Dark waves. Yeah. How many theremins do they need? <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is down an alleyway, and this is obviously a locals bar. Um, you see a couple people walk past uh, a man and a woman, you know, standard Laconian looking, very conservatively dressed in. It's probably they have work outfits underneath with coats, and she has like a, a shawl around her. There's no like bizarre workings on them that look completely normal. But they have this, oh, they're incredibly rich vibe because they look exquisitely working class. <laughs> <laughs> what? Every car alarm in the uh, complex yeah. has to go off. Oh, yeah. I was just going to start dry clicking my revolver. <laughs> <laughs> I think it focuses everybody's attention. <laughs> it, it does something. <laughs> no. Um. There's an old story from early White Wolf where they would use shell casings as blood counters. Yeah. I don't know. That's three edgy five me. Oh, I know. <laughs> that was in my Right up their alley. Yeah. Uh, White Wolf even still around? No. No. <laughs> their, uh, their, le- <laughs> the their legacy lives on in... Fifth Ed, the awful documentary. All right, okay. Our caddy. Um, So, um, I had a um, 
a thought. Uh, I've seen, like, the people as they cross the border, like, their clothes have changed and stuff like that, right? Yeah, this couple is, um, like, the border, like, going down into the bar. Or crossing over into Night City. Well, yeah, they yell light up and things like that. Okay. These people, um, but, like, you can tell in the, there's nobody around this bar. Did, did I give you a name for the place? I don't remember. I don't think so. No, I don't believe so. It does. It's not labeled. It depends. But why are we asking that? Oh, I wanted to see if I could like uh, attempt like a little basic iconography thing and see if I could just change my outward looking appearance and then cut it off like they do with the like one time iconography things. Oh, just leave it sealed. Yeah. Um, go ahead, it's an invoke. Okay. I'm gonna start a YouTube channel. And I wanna send my thing out to well, my there's everybody. No, there's no internet. It's basically the internet. Except that I'm saying that there isn't. Okay, I, I, I wanna start an iconography channel, and I just wanna stream. There's no stream. Uh-huh. I got a 14. Okay. You step away from the bar, and you realize that as soon as you go in there, it's not gonna work anyway. Yeah, I figured, but... Um, but... Basically, uh, you're watching him do this, Verendra, as you're just kind of... She, she's staring kind of in the middle distance, coiled up, you know, in the corner. It's an alley. It's not a disgusting alley, mm-hmm. but it's still, you know, it's in the city. There's drunks st- or under whatever drugs, like, stumbling by. She's coiled up and looks distracted because you can see, like, she's, you know, got a Bluetooth. And like, okay, now you're going to take a left. <laughs> no. no, that's a that's a taco truck. Don't. <laughs> Ignore that guy. We know. He's weird. Or people would just be led like blind children with GPS into like, yeah, this is a cul-de-sac. It's like it's supposed to be a Best Buy. Dude, you should have known going in there that it wasn't a okay. Fucking lemmings. Anyway, GPS makes people stupid. I'm sorry, and I don't like shapes of certain clouds. Okay, Grandpa. That's where I was going. Yeah. You, uh, you were just, what were you trying to look like? Oh, um, probably something simple. Uh, I don't, <laughs> uh, you Sweet know, down. huh? He probably put on, like, as normal, uh, like, one of the, he probably tried to mimic the fashion that was around. You're trying to change what your skin looks like, your hair? No, like, uh. Oh, fashion. Right? Yeah, like a glamour to, like, cover up. You quickly realize, as you, like, there's a, you don't even know the name of the icon. They all have root names, which I haven't bothered because there's millions of them. Uh, that they, they will have, and then they have, like, there's a language of the uh, iconography. Verinder didn't tell you anything about this because that's, like, you know, that's sophomore year stuff. Uh. <laughs> But there's this one sigil that you think that, okay, I'll change my appearance a bit, and it's about, like, your outward physical appearance, and it's like, ooh, that is way too hard. It's very difficult. But then there's ones that's more, uh, it's looser, and it's based just on what you're wearing or kind of what's floating around you, and you make it, uh, it's, you just put it on your armor, mm-hmm. uh, or rather, you on the left side, because it's easier, and it, you have to connect it to another. You don't know how they work together, but uh, your armor, it said brazen seal, right? Yeah, it's kind of overwrought and ridiculous looking. It goes matte black and becomes kind of a leather coat that like, is open in the front and goes all the way to the floor. 
uh, and has like high collars to it with shiny buttons on it. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. It seems pretty cool. I uh, see Galzareth here adopting the uh, fashion of the labyrinth. <laughs> it doesn't with his silver skin. He looks like Colossus is trying to hide, and everybody knows, like, dude, you're Colossus. We can see you. You're eight feet tall. It's like so Colossus going to fucking Hellfire. It's ball. basically a, it's a, like a, a leather trench coat with shiny buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's cuts different, but yeah, that's what it is. Of course, you have no cognate for that, and uh, I guess you guys are just kind of hanging out while they're doing something. Ah, yeah, look at that. I did a magic. Yeah, the uh, the sigil for it. You you tie it off. Yeah, um, and it'll last. It's not permanent. It'll fade eventually. Yeah. Um, and it would be easy to... You can dismiss it whenever you want. Verinder, you can see what he did. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. Of course, as soon as you walk down in there, it will just dispel it. Like, and in fact, that couple, as they descend, their appearance doesn't change at all. You see another... like a, a, a sort of short man, a little bit thicker than the average Laconian is coming by. He's wearing rough, almost canvasy looking clothes. He's got grease on him. Um, and I don't think Rathion and Ilgoth are with you. They, uh, no. they stay no. back. Yes. Um, and you've got your dogs. Mm-hmm. You, you've got Corvus. Yes. Okay. Um, so this guy is like covered in uh, grease and just metal filings or something and he's barely brushing them off because he probably lives very close by. Uh, face is a little dirty and he's just wiping. He has this rag that kind of glows and, and, and he wipes at his face and it cleans it off. He puts it away and he gets he knows exactly where the threshold is. He looks at you all and nods kind of noncommittally and sort of prepares himself, walks in and there's a very subtle change he looks a little bit shorter, a little bit fatter, and a little bit more stooped over as he goes down into the bar. Um, yeah, you make good progress, Black Oak, moving to the city. Um, people are following you, but you have a, a pretty commanding presence. And give me a notice, it's a social one. Sure. Uh, <coughs> if anybody else wants to change and update their wardrobe, Oh, it's not going to matter, I don't think, in a minute. I just kind of want to see if I can do it. You can give me a no roll to figure out how this place is doing that. Uh, I might do it at some point. It occurs to me that maybe wearing furs isn't the best idea here. It's very warm. Uh, Ten so far. Okay. Um, you don't know what it is. You suspect that your compatriots got a different um, reception. But there's a kind of there's a crowd that'll follow you of uh, mostly normal-looking Laconians. Some of them have really bizarre hair, shaved or very very long, floating like it's with static electricity. You see uh, one person whose uh, skin is shiny gold, almost like the gold version of Galzareth, but they're very tall and lanky. Can't tell if they're a man or a woman, and they're following. There's another person who is. Um, being pulled on an elaborate artificed sort of wagon by someone else who has a handle but it's not attached and that person sitting in there is um, kind of bulbous and with like rolls of flesh but it doesn't look like fat and they have small limbs and there's a hovering like fireflies around them they have very clear eyes uh, and just kind of a drape 
of silvery fabric around them. Nobody notices them. They're all looking at you. Um, catch sight of someone who is a, I don't know if you were there when they saw this, but it's a series of artifice little tiny vehicles essentially, and one floating with different body parts. Like there's a head floating covered with crystal and like an artifice little um, armatures out in front and it's floating with that distortion of space, legs walking along, and then arms floating. Uh, and they're just kind of coming past you. It uses its bizarre situation to maneuver around people. But you have a distance between yourself, and there's a sense that they don't want to bother you as much as they probably wanted to bother your compatriots, and you don't know why that is. You make your way into the city. You, it's getting towards sunset, but you see a wall of uh, hazy darkness. And you know this is night city. You don't know what that exactly means. Richard didn't tell you. So you step in, it's dead of night. Loud music, partying, glowing things, fireworks, bizarre displays of iconography and other esoteric magics. Uh, people doing various substances, debauched, and uh, it seems to be a permanent party atmosphere here. It's not that far to get to where you're going. Um, I assume you guys, you've just been loitering for a while. There haven't been many people coming in and out of the bar. Uh, what did you get on your no? Um, 20. <coughs> The only way to do this, unless there's, well, there's two ways to do this. There could be some weird artifact or magic of whose nature you have no idea what it is. <coughs> a big question mark. Mm -hmm. They could just push this stuff away. But the most likely is, like, ironically, very, very carefully done iconography placed at the borders of it. Like, you, you would suspect the stone columns that sort of support the archway mm -hmm. at the base of the stairs. It would have to be turned in on itself because it has to hide itself because it would ruin the effect if you right. see it. And it's very, very elaborate and it sets up something. You don't know how this is legal, but it pretty much has to be. This place isn't that well hidden. Um, and it probably covers the, the building underneath, however large the basement is, and probably a floor above it. And it's out into the street here. Alright. Did you guys get to go in? I would like to go in. Um, Black Oak has crossed, crossed the threshold, so we will meet him at the location. Oh. All right. I want to see what happens when this little enchantment thing gets dispelled. You walk down? Yeah, I walk through. You walk through the threshold, You just it just kind of undoes itself in the exact way you wrote it, and you're back to wearing just your armor. Um, is it like a weird, like, shimmery effect, or is it just gone? This one, no, it doesn't distort. Oh, Okay. Uh, you, when you did yours, the distortion was incredibly faint, but this one, it's not at all. Um, you walk down the steps, there's a big doorway, it opens up and into like a basement bar. There's wood floors, a long bar, it's dimly lit, there's actual oil lamps. Uh, there's about 20 people in here. Uh, it's a big open area here, but it still has a sort of a close, intimate feel that any good dive bar will have, mm -hmm. that locals go to. You know, there's back rooms. Uh, you see, like, animal heads on the wall, carved gargoyles. There's like there's wooden posts that like stick up like columns to su help support the roof. And there's graffiti on them and things you can't understand. But there's no iconography at all. And there's a big sign behind crystal glass on this part of the bar because it's like an L-shaped bar. Mm -hmm. It says no workings. 
like it's underlined and quotation marked <laughs> because you know how people when, when they do signs. Uh -huh. Behind the bar is a, a man, uh, Laconian, like a, he looks a little older. He's just wearing um, trousers and a button-up shirt, essentially, with suspenders. He's got his hair slicked back. He looks standard Laconian, if a little w weary. He waves, he holds up his fingers to wave at you, and then pauses. And then there's a, oh, uh, actually, it's hard to be cool, so let's see if he maintains his hipster cool. Uh, yeah, so, there's this moment, you can see him like that, oh, the, he's like, a little too, like, yeah, it's <laughs> totally normal you guys coming in here. Uh -huh. Bunch of the locals look up, they're all like, you see some people look like artisans or engineers or whatever they call it here. Uh, they're all around tables, they have glasses and tankards. Uh, one of them has a plate that's just uh, a stone plate, and there are little dollops of colorful paste on it and they, they have this special little tool but it's just a stick that's made a certain way and they take a dollop and mix it with the others like a palette and they delicately put it on their tongue and kind of look like a foodie tasting something <laughs> uh, this just reminds me of fun dip as a child yeah it's like hipster fun dip <laughs> which has to already be a thing uh, the is. music is, that you play is coming from the back and it's live Strings and some sort of uh, wind instrument you don't recognize. Uh, you guys just kind of stand in the entrance like you know tourists. Or yes, I'm yeah. going to walk right up to the bar. Oh no! I hear you have a selection of old world spirits here. I'm going to find a table. Do you by chance have black zephyr wine? Uh, I can check. Please do. Um, he looks. At the, you, you see, yeah, an arrangement of the, lots of Eleutherian wine, mm -hmm. stuff from Laconia that has bizarre bottles with kind of a light shining behind it, old dusty bottles below, and then you have their weird stock that they keep there. There is a uh, trap door that leads down to the basement basement, and he opens it up. Give me a charm. No. <laughs> still get a negative to that. I never had a negative to it. Uh, it, it oh, you that was Mothy that had one. Uh, it's a one, because I don't have charm, so I only rolled one die. Oh, you're not charismatic? No, but she's also the hideous outsider. <laughs> I think Galzara's the only charismatic one. Yeah? Unless. Oh, God. I'm the only one with charisma? Yeah. We're doomed. Hideous outcast. <laughs> yeah. Hideous outcast. Well, it used to be. Yeah. Are, are you still? Yeah. That's what I thought, yeah. No, she's a dragon. Yeah, she's... I could, yeah, I could pick up charisma. No, but I only have I one skill you. that runs off charisma. But it's easier just to buy the skill. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, I don't have any of the skills that run off charisma, which nope. is why I haven't bought it. You got a one, you I got a one, yeah. He, he he's like... <laughs> he doesn't lean in, but he closes. like, no, we don't have that. Uh, sorry. Um, standard... There's a little, like, it's not a chalkboard, but it's a thing written on with a stylus that shows the rates and nodes. Um, they, it's sort of pricey. Yeah. But it, it's hard for you guys to tell. I'm, I'm gonna 
One moment. I'm going to see what the rest of my my friends want. Well, take a seat. I mean, uh, I grabbed a table in the back. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go up to Varendra. You normally keep the monies. Do we have? Can any? you guys make your way to the back? Yeah. yeah. Well, the seating <coughs> area. Yeah. Well, there's a big seating area right okay. up front. Uh, and it, the music is going to be pretty loud in the back. Oh uh, no. To you. I do not want to sit back next to the music. You should sh- sit in an area where everyone can observe us. Okay. Central, yeah, there's a, a big table in one of the little corners. Like, the it's kind of like McCracken's, where there's a, a narrow hallway that goes in the back, and then there's just this corner where a big table is. I knew where you're going from McCracken's. Well, it's just my m- model for decent local bar, uh, you know, but it has a hipster element too because the square is getting gentrified as hell, you know. It's a nice <laughs> mishmash. Um, and this one has a long bench, it's a wooden bench, and there's enough room for him to sit at the head of the table or uh, on the corner of the bench, and you can just kind of layer yourself like toothpaste so that you can sit there. Um, and there's enough seats for everyone else. Uh, when Black Oak gets here, it may be a problem. But the ceiling isn't too high. He's going to have to crouch. Um, he says, like, I'm Havoc, the bartender. I'll be there in a minute. And he kind of calls back someone's name he can't you don't make out because there's the music hits a crescendo and uh, a youngish woman comes out she's wearing like an apron and just a normal sort of gray jumpsuit underneath it looks youngish her hair is very closely cut other than that standard Laconian you know about 6'2 dark skin straight black hair Short blue eyes <laughs> shorts yeah 6'2 yeah, short for Laconians yeah um also, I remembered uh, that we do have money. It was we have like the bank accounts that we access in our brains, and we all have money. I have seven nodes. I think he's the only one actually with currency. Oh, is he the only one yes. with money? Yeah, oh. it's a charge for an autograph. Right, drinks are on you. You have physical money. Uh, I have physical money, but it's not of this continent. Okay. Oh yeah, how would you access your money here? Yeah, the the whole iconography, all of it, it's like it doesn't exist. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You yeah. yeah, yeah, you, yeah. When you've gotten used to reaching out to it, very you got used to it real quick. Yeah. And it's just not there. And it's just like, oh, it's just like we were aboard the ship weeks ago and we didn't know how to do this stuff at all. And I can't use my magic either. I'm very sad. Well, that's but, the thing. Give me a no roll. Oh, okay. Or well, you can let the other one ride if you want. Uh, if you remember what it was. It was a 20. It's not suppress. It's just suppressing the iconography. Okay. Okay. Which makes it that sign kind of curious. Why would they need it? Can you ask a question? Why would they need it? Mm-hmm. They would need it <laughs> because there's not only iconography is not the only working. That's what I was wondering. Around. Uh, and this place is hipster enough and weird enough that there might be people who use like primordial magic, which is what they call it here. So no powers at all. I can access. You didn't see a bouncer. No, I can access my magic. Yeah. I cannot access my iconography. My my connection to the iconography. You understand that, but, but the waitress is just kind of like a little distance away because you're talking mm-hmm. and she's a little intimidated and she's kind of edging towards you making herself like hey I'm here I'll wave over and smile but it is not appropriate yeah. for us to and be and I'll here. say hello sorry I understand that we're all terribly strange uh, you'll have to forgive us I, I did have a question considering um, you're the refugees right yes 
Diplomats, I think, is a nicer word, but yes. But you're refugee. From the Forbidden Lands. I'm visitor. Okay. Uh, what do you want? Uh, before I ordered, I was curious as to what currency it is that you take here. Nodes? Oh. If you're not liquid, you can do, we can, you can do, uh, like a promissory check if you wish. Uh, we have an exchange, uh, with Eletherian currency, old Eletherian currency. We have some of that, don't we? We don't have a lot, so don't try to bank, break the bank on it. It's just some people, some of the kids like to use it. <clears throat> and look, this place, it's, it's been nulled. We understand, right? Nulled? She's, she's trying to be kind of cool and nonchalant about everything. Ooh. It's a 19. If you agree, she's kind of cool. I think she's hip and fly. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot at stake here. No. <laughs> no, except that. It's like, yeah, it's right. Ah. Um, I'm going to look over to Verenda real quick. It's like, did we receive any funds from... Uh, yeah. The government. Yeah. So we haven't... Okay. No. Close enough. We do have Elithian currency. Do we have it on us, or is it on the ship? Um, some of it is on me, and some of it is in the ship, because... How much do you have? I can't remember. I now that she pointed out the exchange, there's a smaller sign at the other side of the bar <coughs> that just shows the basic exchange rate. It's going to take a while. I do not remember. Do you ever trade beverages for lizard hides? Especially rare and exotic lizards. Oh, you're gonna out hipster this hipster bar. So, are you accepting what she's saying? Who's not accepting what she's saying? Oh, I accept it. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone has um, accepted, I believe. You, by the way, uh, you've made your way down Night City. Uh, you've, at this point, though, that sense that people are, are honoring you is gone. So, there's a lot of people, there's things trying to fly in your uh, branches. Like, like, just, they look like blots of paint that flop, like, flap like birds, and they have little. Streamers that glow, and they're trying to come around your hair. There's a guy juggling lights, and they obey his command. And he, he does a thing where he flips a green light to you. Uh, like, there's, it's kind of like a hacky sack kind of deal where you're expected to do something with it and send it back, but it's just kind of coming at you. I'll bounce it around my branches a couple times and then throw it back to him. Okay. Uh, no need to roll that. And he comes back, and everybody claps. Um, there's a glow, like kind of on your person, and Strange William has gotten a hold of a moat of light, and he's just covetously, like trying to cover it with his little paws, like he found a treasure, and it's lightening up his beady eyes and his teeth, and he's just sitting there looking around suspiciously. You don't know what he's got, um, but you you have like a couple of blocks to get to where you're going, so. Hides, you said? Oh, yes, I have a very rare lizard hide from an island just off the coast of uh, Eletheria in the Forbidden Lands. It's a little bit more than just off the coast, but uh, it's I pull it out of my bag, and it's uh, lavender and green, I think you said it was. Yes. And it, it was from a, like a... God, was it on that island where you went into the ferry? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was one of those really big lizards, but I'm trying to remember the and name. You ate the hell out of that thing, yeah. 
Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay. Uh, you give me a charm and you have a feed. We'll pull out the strange metal box that we got from the obelisk and I'll open it up and pull out the ten bright blue coins that were inside of it. Uh, you got that from the obelisk? Yes. Was it in the big dust pile while you were fighting or was it long the, the other time you were there? I think it was from the closet. closet. Oh, the closet, the first oh, obelisk. With the emergency supplies in it. Oh, yeah. the obelisk, right. The, 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 okay. Uh, what did you get? Nine. She's like, wow, that's, I don't, that seems priceless. I don't really think <laughs> that I could, I mean, she, she looks at the bartender who's deliberately not paying attention. He's talking to a man you didn't notice who's at the corner of the bar. He might have just came in, you might have missed him. He's wearing just gray overalls, nondescript, a little uh, rough shaven, and he's talking to him. Um, so... Um, you got a nine, you said? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, she gets a 12, but she doesn't lean in. It's like, I don't know that we could exchange it. I'm sorry. And then she looks kind of over at you and looks at the coins that you have. And she gets this panicked look on her face and just comes over and just closes the box. Just don't be, put it that way, please. Everybody give me an bro. <laughs> Job from memory had it. Are you? I got six. Fucking okay. Well, oh, cocked. Since uh, Priscilla just rolled three sixes. I got an eleven. Okay. My talent will not apply. Thirty-six. It only looks like coins. It's actually C four. Hey, Josh. Ooh, what's what? in the box? <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. We'll find out. You really don't have to do that. What? Go ahead. That's fine. So that's 18. Okay, what did you, you're not there. What did you get? Oh, I got an 11. And you? 6. 31. 33. You guys look at each, you look at each other, and you, and then you both realize this is old money from the, the uh, Laconian Empire squirreled away in an old obelisk. This is before they were using notes, probably. And this is an ancient, high-denomination royal coin. So, it's like you just opened a briefcase full of money. Oh, lovely. You can ask one question each. Just be, not because you, it's that difficult, but because there's not that much to say about it. Money or deliverance? How much is it? Um, you look at the exchange, exchange rate. Because it's ten. I have ten of the coins. Did you ever find your how much Elethirian you have? It's a lot, but I don't remember. Ballpark. Um, I, we had like 20,000 okay, uh, cool. yeah. pieces originally. I was probably carrying 5k on me. Yeah, yeah. it's 100 to 1 for, okay. for 100 Elethirian to a node. You both, this is because you got so high, you both look at the sign, you're both doing the same calculations. And, um... This is probably like a note is about what I think it's like twenty five bucks or so. Mm -hmm. This is about yeah twenty thousand like each a coin. Yeah. Okay. But it's not strictly legal tender. You don't think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just hey, is these first runs of solid gold coins from misprints 
from 400 years ago and they've been squared away. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's more of a collector's thing now. And I'll give you this for free. Why in the hell would a weird, obscure military outpost have all that money, which would have been a lot of money even back then? She's got a question. Yes. Why would a weird military outpost <laughs> have all that money? I'm just being nice to you. I'm going to stop doing that, but I will. Uh, somebody was skimming, probably, or squirreling away shit. Probably that makes sense. there. Mm-hmm. I do have so I a ledger. Broadband. <clears throat> Yeah, bribe money or... I will hand the uh, legend, ledger slash personal diary to Verindra. This was with the box. Okay, and the waitress is like, yeah, don't... Um, those are royals. Um, don't flash those around. Sure. There's a lot of crime, and I trust that you can all take care of yourselves and be, you know, observed most of the time. But those would be very easy to lose. And sorry if I didn't mean to... Uh, and he, uh, there's a snap as the bartender looks over, and he does a little sign like this, and like gestures to the guy at the bar who holds up a very tall glass of pale amber liquid. He does this. It's like, oh, well, he's got you around. Um, so ah. don't need to worry about it anyway. Uh, did you have a question about it? Did you already ask it? I already asked my question. Okay. Um, the name on the ledger is... Miltran Ithihion. M-I-L-T-R-A-N-I-T-I-O-T-H-A-N. Yeah. That's not how Adrian spelled it, but he told me to spell it the best way I could. Miltran Ithihion? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's Eleutherian-ish. It's just really old-fashioned. It's like, oh, Parnassus. You know, <laughs> like that kind of name. Abraham T. Parnassus. And I can't read Eleutherian, so... I don't know what's in the. Uh... So what do you have? She says. It's the best. Do you do you have a, any kind of whiskeys? Yeah, we have a nice selection. Uh, uh, we have standard. Uh... You seem like you really know your stuff here, so you choose, and I'm sure whatever you choose will be great. I'll choose something for each of you. Uh, yeah, if so you trust me. Sure. Sure. Something otherworldly. Well, don't you have that in spades? She actually does a like that. What a dude does is creepy. When a girl does is being ironic, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> is she, it? Well, this one. Well, it's, that's fine. But it's this, she's not gonna lean in, so it doesn't really matter. You don't have to keep rolling, Adrian. I like the weird girl. <laughs> yeah, but she's making moves every single time, yeah. and it's obvious that she's nervous. Ah, uh, uh, with me. Otherworldly dreams that are only with you. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. D- don't worry, I'll, I'll get your drinks. She wanders away. Um, you you wind your way a couple of blocks where things get a little sparse and you come to an alleyway. There are a few people in this alleyway now. Groups of, um, there's a group of three men huddled, talking to each other. They're doing some kind of iconography that's a little beyond you. And they're having, it sounds like a professional argument and it sounds like gobbledygook to you. Are they having? They're doing iconography in the dark. No, area? they're they're like they know exactly where to stand where okay. they can do it. They're obviously regulars uh, because you don't. Well, you don't know the team. Give you a lot of details about what it is, but um, you make your way. You know, just go in. Yeah. Uh, you head down. You feel like your connection to the uh, the source is gone, uh, but you weren't really indulging in it very much. So it's not. The loss exactly. Uh, you hear a, 
disappointed squeak, and he looked down, and his little moat just turned into like a, a little, it, what looks like a little polished uh, bead of wood or something in his hand, and, and he just throws it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to duck to get in there. The door's open. In fact, there's a, a woman coming out, and you guys see a woman come from the back. She's obviously a band member, sweating, uh, coming out, kind of like a uh, worried look on her face. She comes moving out pretty quickly, and then you look to when she's leaving, and you see Black Oak just in the way. Just, <laughs> and she's like, what? <laughs> can I, please, can I, can I need to, please, I need to get by, if you don't. As do I. I will attempt to make our passage. The only easier. thing you do is back up and push yourself to the side as she goes through. You actually have to do an arcing thing, like, you know, she's going under like a wedding photographer kind of. <laughs> sure, I'm in a good mood. Yeah. But you, you see your friends staring at you, and you walk in. It's The ceiling's high enough that your branches just kind of brush it, but you reflexively duck because it's just what you have to do in mm-hmm. buildings. Um, there's another waitress or a waiter, can't tell, comes from the back removes a lot of chairs like really hastily and you don't know who communicated to them to do this so you're just gonna have to stand near the end of the bar uh you, you kind of have to discreetly move one of uh, Rinder's coils so you don't step on it because you're dripping over to the, on the <laughs> your tail it'll get up to things you don't kind of if you don't pay attention to it <laughs> <laughs> we have two large creatures in this tiny bar yeah and he ain't small either yeah <clears throat> I'm giant. I mean, and so am I. The only saving yeah. grace is that you could tell for, if this was not Laconia, if this was back in Melcraft where people are 5'6", at their bar, it's like, dude, it's like, <laughs> you just look through, looking through the window. I guess. Right. Um, I, the guy that uh, that is buying our drinks, uh, is he like, what does he look like? He is, you can give me a notice. I'll call him over to the table. Oh, well, yeah. I, I uh, only got a two. Looks very nondescript. I have a sir. Yes. You mind? Would you care to join us? Oh, settle in. I'll be over there in a moment if you don't mind. Oh. Also, I have to finish this. Okay. <laughs> but you know, drink up. Mm. Just got a bonus. And then he goes back to talking to the bartender. How was your journey here? Odd. Did you have strange people following you? Yes, but only about from 20 feet away. There was a large zone that they wouldn't inhabit for some reason. So have you seen Lucky you. Parks and Rec where they go to the hipster bar where all the drinks are in? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I have feelings this is going to happen. We were like, I'll just choose your drinks for you. Luckily, this is an old school sort of throwback. It's a hipster place, but it's authentic. <laughs> he washes his hand. Yeah, that's your whiskey. He's like, let's go. <laughs> that was a brilliant takedown. It really was. But, like, uh, your waitress, who's... She doesn't have a name tag or anything. She didn't offer it. Um, she comes back with a big tray, and there are... There's a big, like, heavy, like wide sort of goblet that's filled with some sort of dark beer puts it in front of you. Um, 
she puts uh, an even wider mouth, shallower, uh, almost a terrine. It's got like two stems on it, filled with like red and pink liquid that shifts like in color in front of you. Uh, she's like, ah, oh, you just arrived. I, I'll get you something in a. She's looking up at you. Um, you could comfortably just sit on the floor and be at this exact level that you need to be. That'll work. Sure. You, um, she, the other guy who removed the chairs, who's like kind of Johnny on the spot for this place, he moves the tables back behind there. So you're taking up the whole half the bar. But this place probably never gets super busy. You see a few more people coming in. The music starts up, uh, kind of warming up or just playing while they wait for their lead singer to come back. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, there's just going to be people to see that. Um, in front of you, uh, it's a silver wine glass. And in front of you, it's a clay mug with some kind of dark brown liquid. It's like, okay, that is dragon wine. Um, we have here, it's a stout from the hinterland. Uh, I don't know how much you know of geography, but they, uh, they're in the mountain reaches that, or in the valleys there that border the unfettered. Um, very great beer making. It's, it's wonderful. Very complex. Don't drink it too fast. Um, you have, that is, a, a vintage. It's a local vintage. It's not very old, but it's very good light. Uh, and that is some, well, some people, okay. They'll call so it. We went to the grease trap in the back, and we just, just, just gave you a big old mug of that. I would call it barley wine. <laughs> But to me, that's being very uh, technical with the definition. It's it's kind of almost a liqueur or a, a bourbon or brandy. Mm. Uh, it's we brew that mm. or distill it. However, you, don't don't get um, havoc started with that because he does it. He's a part of that himself, and he's very prideful of it. And we don't have a lot, just a small batch. Mm. Um, and we don't really serve food. But we have a few salty stacks to make you drink more if you want it. <laughs> I think we'll be all right. Thank you. And I'm going ahead and going to close the uh, door to the back room because they're going to get loud. Thank you. And uh, you can tell she's trying hard uh, because you guys are only table. Like the one other guy uh, who's at a table on his own is pouring over some actual papers and like ignoring you the guy at the end of the bar just talking with the bartender and drinking by himself and music starts up but once she closes those doors it's probably just entirely physical it gets a, real, a lot quieter um, the lead singer comes back almost running like crashes through those doors and you hear the music starting that's what I'm going to say and it's like <laughs> <laughs> and the, the waitress just leaves you alone Toast then, uh, to old times and gods not so forgotten. A toast. Toast. Um, yours, yeah. Uh, it's really, really complex. Very strong beer. Uh, nothing like they have in the hells, but nothing in the hells was good exactly. <laughs> but it's it's nice. Uh, the wine, I don't know why they call it dragon wine, but you don't know what that would be anyway. It's fiery in that it has some kind of heat to it that you can't identify. Otherwise, it's very, very fruity. 
and it's made so that you can delicately. If you're one of your compatriots who are more Western dragon, mm-hmm. it's like, are you just be, you couldn't. You, just be, you, you have a very delicate, almost fox like. Mm-hmm. And it's designed to, like, so it doesn't, you don't even drip anything in there. And it's pretty good. When you say it has heat, is that temperature or spice? It's cool, but it has spice. Uh, kind of like a cinnamon wine. Like yeah, cold slaughter. Gingery. Yeah. Gingery or something like that. Um, very quickly, uh, the Johnny on the spot comes back and he uh, puts in front of you uh, a clay mug of a house brandy wine. Uh, tasting that, it's, it's got a lot going on. It, mm-hmm. it, it's really, really alcoholic, not a lot of fizz to it, it's room temperature, but it's good. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like it has a crazy finish. Mm-hmm. And yours is a very a, a light, summery wine. It's nice. Mm-hmm. What do you guys do? I can't drink for real, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, once Black uh, gets his drink, um, I will toast again. Sure. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. I guess I was horribly rude. No, that's fine. There's been a development with the children, the elder children, uh, within my confines on the ship. they outgrown their home? Uh, very quickly. They've uh, reached, I suppose, one might consider it uh, their adolescent growth spurt, where they, being the flesh, uh, <coughs> it is important to rehome them soon before the confines of the box begin to wear at them. Uh, I would like to take care of this uh, as our next act after this, if possible. We haven't exactly seen a lot of non-confined plants life in the area. No, that is why I asked for a topographical and political map to see if there is a place uh, further in the continent that we might be able to place them. I believe there should be. This continent is massive. Transporting them might be an issue. Once that would be Perhaps. the biggest issue. They've got uh, strange strange craft here that seem to go rather fast. Mm. Uh, long, long ago, I know that the men of the forest had many cults, so I wasn't directly involved in any of them. Uh, do they have any sort of rituals for making the process of birthing a new one easier? Not to my recollection, but I've forgotten many things over the years. I did not, um, the method that these came about with was, uh, I don't know that it has ever been done before, so we're, uh, I think we're sort of uh, making it up as we go. Uh, so we need to find suitable land. Yes. Yes. Uh, preferably something near the base of a mountain. There is, uh, there is another child um, given to me by uh, Arathion before our departure. Uh, uh, Spruce, I believe. No, pine. Northern pine. Um, who would also fit well 
with them and a good place to be to begin the regrowth of uh, the men of the forest. Uh, but I don't know what all of that will entail with the heavy bureaucracy that is here. And what impact the source would have on that? I would say that we could ask somebody, but they would give us a decision in what? 20 years? 30? If they would talk about it at all. Mm -hmm. We could just do it. I think we should just do it. Just do what? Find a spot and just drop off the trees. Yeah. (coughs) We were planning on making our way inland to the continent so Mm. we can see if we can find something um, more suitable. Um, Even if we just even if we have to temporarily remake them a larger box to facilitate some extra time, we can see about doing that as well, depending on how far we have to go. Or we go on an expedition, we find the land necessary. In the meantime, we find a great beast that must be slain, unique to only this land. Galzareth and myself will take it down and we will display it as a trophy. Don't go involving me with your use of plural pronouns. It would be fun. There's a uh, slam as the, the entranceway just blasts open. Two people tumble in, trying to beat the shit out of each other. Uh, up on my feet almost immediately. Yeah. Uh, they, they land right next to the guy who's at the corner of the bar. They look like Laconians, uh, they're like kind of workman's clothes. Uh, there's like scrap of, a couple scraps of cloth. Uh, or fly, and one of them is like he just either knocked the guy down, or they all fell down. And he's on, him and he's just trying to punch him. The guy's just kind of barely defending, it, trying to defend himself. They have blood on their mouth, so you're up. Oh yeah, I try and scruff the guy, like grab him by his like shirt or whatever, and hold him up. Okay, pull him off the guy. Give me a fight. Verinder just arches an eyebrow and continues to drink. Dinner and a show. <laughs> Out of your corner of your eye, you see the bartender moving. Um, that will be a 23. You easily separate them. Give me a notice roll. I have your specialty. Me? Um, you know what I've been meaning to buy this? Oh, is this a notice roll for everybody or just me? Just you. Okay, I've been meaning to buy this up. So I'm going to get a 6 on that. Okay. Um, see the bartender? He's got a club. Like a... Uh-huh. Uh, it's like half of a baseball bat with a leather grip and like copper studs on it. And he's like, ah, good looking out. You banned. Get out. They kind of stuff like this. They're obviously really fucked up on something. And uh, they laugh and they just file out. You just kind of lead them out by the, 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 the back of their uniforms and they stumble back up the stairs. Are those two of the people that were talking up above or something? You don't else? recognize okay. them, but man, it's hard to tell. Like they all all these people if they're not dressed up real weird, they wear like featureless monochrome uniforms and everybody looks fairly similar. Uh, also they're humans, you don't it's you're not great at that. <laughs> it's fair. I'll go over at the bartender, common occurrence. Ah, now and again. One of their festivals they're always having is going on, and we've got music. The uh, the Stranglers are playing, and they're pretty popular locally. And they have a weird crowd sometimes. 
say the Stranglers? That's what they call themselves. Yeah. All right. Walk back over to the table. The uh, the uh, guy at the end of the bar, he finishes, and he just kind of follows you back. He grabs a chair, and he's like, do you mind? I insist. Ah, well, it's uh, good to make your acquaintance. I, I believe we have uh, another acquaintance in common. Mm-hmm. So, I have been instructed by this acquaintance to be a bit freer with information for, with, for you. How free? Within reason, but better than what this person would have been limited by normally. Mm. Is it just us in the bar and the bartender? No, there's the other guy in the corner just looking over pages of and scrolls. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you guys are loud, mm-hmm. and the music's loud too, but, I mean, if you've made it any effort to be a little quieter, it wouldn't be that difficult. Uh, Looking at you, guys. <laughs> the bartender himself brings up another glass of that amber liquid oh. that's in front of the guy. Mm. Uh, where to begin? You could call me Winegrove. Winegrove? Mm-hmm. I don't have uh, a great deal of time, but I can answer very specific pointed questions you might have. No names, please. Uh, uh, various people involved. All right. Why does why does everybody refuse to speak of the icons? Hmm. It's going right into it. All right, yes. I'm down. It's the history of them is something of an embarrassment and shame to the Laconian people. Why? Because their worship. Uh, we don't call them the icons. It's the uh, the triptych or the one of three or the three-eyed god. Those are the old names for it. Uh, them, whatever. Uh, uh, worship was very, very common here in the land. Um, the earliest sages were essentially priests of them. And then after the source was discovered and its use, such as it was back then, although not formalized, became still widespread. Uh, the old faiths slowly began to die out. There were wars and various factions and certain atrocities that today would uh, be just completely anathema to the common Laconian sensibility, and we prefer to forget about it. Mm. There are still worshippers, especially in the hinterlands and out west. Uh, and you know, there's the denialists here in the city and a few other sort of non-denominational people who worship the three more. What are the denialists? Oh, well, they are uh, fanatics. Um, religious fanatics who worship the old faith or what they understand to be the form of the old faith. I know enough history to know that they're kind of making it up. But they adhere to the the precepts of it. They do not use iconography nor any working at all. They deny any essence work to be done upon them, and they live simple lives. They have, uh, well, enclaves here in the city, a very large one uh, to the north, uh, 20 blocks, though. Um, they're distrustful to outsiders, but they're very charitable, close-knit family groups. You'll notice 
if you see them, that some of them look old. Do they have holy books? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Is it possible to obtain one? I, wonder. I think we should speak to them directly. Yeah. They don't satellize very much anymore, but they aren't hostile to that. You can find your way there and ask them. Occasionally, some of the younger sect members or um, uh, splinter group will be more active and find a way into the city to preach. Mission trips. Got it. Missions, yes. So, who should we now? <sighs> Worship of these, you call it the, the trip, trip that go, the three-eyed god, it's still allowed. I suppose it's just taboo. We have religious freedom here in Laconia, particularly, well, by law everywhere, but particularly here in the city, any sort of strange pagan beliefs uh, people are allowed. Uh, I mean, we tolerate the sorcerers. Yeah. You'll find, though, that religion, as it would be practiced on the Forbidden Continent, is thin on the ground. Not very many bother. What is the source? It's well, you've been briefed on this. I don't have any more information on that than our um, usual friend hasn't told you. I don't think you were there when they told him. Okay, no. But he goes. But he, he gives the same almost identical speech that uh, Iroh gave. It's uh, ages ago. Uh, they found uh, in a area of the world in the center of the continent an entrance deep into the earth. Oh, that thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yes, I was there. An enormous amount of power deep from the earth, and they were able to harness it. They look sages. Do you happen to know anything more about um, the last born? Oh, our trouble. Yes, I have some information about that. Well, perhaps we should save that till the <coughs> end. It's up to you. Why do you need? It takes a big drag drink. I think full one is forearm. Um, his reason we're leaving isn't very important, but we can get into it. Um, that would actually probably be very helpful. Another question. Strict, shall we say, hypothetical. If someone were to draw... No, it's good. If someone were to draw upon the power of the three-eyed god and it answered them, how would that be received here? As in... If a miracle were to happen, That's a, a pointed question, and you may not know why. Um, recently, there has been some, I, I won't call it conflict, but a bit of tumult among the denialists. We haven't been able to determine what it's about. Within, well, within the year, uh, there, there have been more schisms and erratic behavior. A large group of them left their enclave to travel into the center of the continent. We don't know why. We usually don't keep tabs on them very much. Uh, but there was there's been, over the years, many who claimed that uh, the 3-in-1 would uh, perform a miracle. We'll have to speak with the denialists then. 
you can understand how difficult that is to prove given how many how the iconography itself is a living miracle and all the other strange workings that people get up to mm. I got 11 on notice okay um so many more questions what am I forgetting sorry I'm writing everything <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the timeline on the um, the historically the finding of the source and then the shall we say disillusionment with the three-eyed god oh um, I'm not exactly a historian but it would have taken a long time. It, this is the old world. Like the, the world didn't change much for a hundred years. You know, uh, it was a slow process. And although, and in fact, the wars, uh, uh, the, the, the syncretic wars. I think the first syncretic wars. I guess that's what it would have been called. Uh, didn't happen until well within like a, about a century after the discovery of the sorcery. I forget what set that off. And that's one of the things that people find rather embarrassing. There were pogroms and, you know, various atrocities as the old world would get up to. Um, there was a second set of Socratic Wars when use of the source had advanced enough to where battles became even more deadly. Uh, and that sort of settled matters. That was, what, more than millennia ago? No. No, no, no. It was uh, almost... Why is the discovery of a new power an automatic disproval of current powers? What do you mean? Well, we believed in the three-eyed god, the, the, the three. Uh, and Who's you? You as in your people. Historically. Uh, there's a, this is a big place with a lot of people. Even back then, the number who lived here was at least an order of magnitude more than was on the Forbidden Continent various factions with various problems with all sorts of discoveries, religious practices, etc. 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 There was barely, very little unification back then. Then why the shall we say specific why the specific focus on harboring the denialists and making this a, making their beliefs a specific thing if there were so many others? What do you mean? Well, the nihilists are one of the only sort of pseudo-religions that remains, right? No, I did not say that. Um, I said that they are, of the worship of the one and three, they are the largest sect that remains. Hmm. But there were other faiths. Um, in fact, I would say that paganism is, especially here in the city, is more popular. It's one of the reasons you had so many... Um, onlookers as you came to the city. Uh, they would find you sort of proof positive of, they venerate the forbidden land mm. and people walking out of myth looking not too different from what they thought is uh, very interesting to them, uh, particularly you Black Oak the mistress of the hunt. What is the current emperor's relationship to Lastborn? Oh, the emperor? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're related by blood. At is this he... point, 
because it's been so long, it's not not very closely related. I'd say second cousin. How long has it been? Uh, um, what do you mean? How long has what been? Since the last born. Last left. born was banished or left or. Uh, I think this has been covered, but it was about seven hundred years ago. Okay, if I recall correctly. Um, I suppose next on to that point then is what were his reasons for leaving? Um, there were. That was during the Imperium, when the Emperor had a great deal of power. He was an heir. Last born is his sobriquet, uh, and he was in no danger of ever taking the imperial throne. But that's the sort of popular. If he's an obscure footnote of history anyway, and if you like those sorts of things, the popular version is that's why he did it. But it was through various. He was involved in some of the religious strife back then. What was the religious strife back then? Uh, as I said, yeah. various atrocities. Uh, you'll notice that the dates line up with the, la- the, war, the last syncretic wars. He was uh, fairly um, instrumental in some of that. Now, as far as the details of why that happened, that is above or rather far below my pay grade. Given what you've seen with the uh, the workings of the mist, and that is approaching, was he known to be exceptionally gifted, talented? It's accounted so, yes. We have to take those sorts of things with a grain of salt. It's hard to understand the scale compared to what we can do today. But yes, he's gifted in um, what we call primordial sorcery. Very gifted. There are still some of his works if you want to go to a very stodgy old museum deeper in the city in the old quarter. Uh, you can find museums of the old empire. That might be helpful. It's far out of fashion, but about 50 years ago there was a sort of revival, a neoclassical revival of the old empire. And you can still see some of the buildings of Barrett. And there's still, to this day, we're in the heart of it, actually, of people who really, really value perform primordial sorceries. We have one of our, unfortunately, somewhat powerful um, factions. Uh, you've, you've been acquainted with them, the sorcerers. Mm-hmm. Now, yes. the sorcerers, they seem like the obvious choice. Guild tons of fools, yeah. Well, they do seem very showy, like, like birds with too many colored feathers. Mm. But they seem like the obvious choice for this. But if there's anything better... What is this? What are we... I'm getting there. If there's anything better you'd recommend, is there somebody who can break, say, layers upon layers of intricate iconography? Give me an argument. Uh, a few more people stream in, and the music, from what you can hear, changes tone. It becomes a little rowdier. And... Uh, Another couple of people come in, like either just having had a fight or about to, um, and they're laughing. And then after, it's two younger men uh, wearing coats not unlike the one that you had on you, uh, but these are real, like actual coats. They're coming in, and uh, they look for some reason think is rich kids. <laughs> and behind them, uh, a young woman comes in. She's rather tall for a Laconian. She's wearing armor. Uh, it's suited chain over a gambeson. She's got a helmet in, in 
a Kruger arm. She's got a side sword. And she leans up a pike, a short, really just a long spear, in this, in like a little alcove. That you look in the alcove, you can see there's like marred wood right there and scars on the wood. And, it, 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 and there's a little sign. You didn't see it coming. It's, it just says, stow it. And she just leans her. There's nothing else in the corner. She leans her long spear over there. She's got shaved hair, uh, some scars. Kind of rough. She's wearing breeches and some sort of armor uh, on her legs. And uh, and the armor's not shiny new. It's actually used. It, it's seen where, yeah. Yeah. SCA. <laughs> I had to make sure she wasn't a cosplayer with the rich kids. What'd you get? Uh, I got a 16. Or, yeah, 16. He pauses for a moment. Well, I would wonder why that would be of interest to you. Um, hmm. I can't tell you that much about how to break heavy layers of iconography. That's getting close to um, sort of black arts, if you see what I'm saying. Apologies. Hold on. That's a twenty-eight. If you agree, you'll like leave that subject alone. You don't know what his angle is with that exactly. I don't know. Very well, but could you, by chance, could you give us the name or the location of somebody who could tell us more? I could give you the location of someone who could teach you more about the iconography in general. Fair. Uh, but those are pretty easy to find. If you want something quick and dirty, um, yeah, we, arrangements can be made. We, uh, I, of course, have some things that I would like you to do in exchange for all this information. Certainly. Um, mm -hmm. One more question is, um, since I know we'll also need some additional assistance with, with the iconography, is there a specialist or expert um, that specializes in the iconography in conjunction with primordial magic, or is that what you consider black arts? No, uh, there have been many of uh, who try. It's very difficult to do, and the ones who are successfully actually does the quotes with the mm -hmm. finger. It's really more they do primordial magic around iconography they don't interrelate too much or if they do there's a degree of separation such yes th there's no direct it it's that's been my experience as well it doesn't interact with the old world sorcery in fact people who do that aren't looked good upon by either like high you know artificers or people who are really good practitioners we're usually busy and don't see a lot of the iconography or primordial sorcerers. Neither one of them like people doing that. They like that their magisteria don't overlap. They, they hate each other anyway. So it's oil and water then. Yeah. Then um, what would be what would be so taboo then to be given the name of uh, that to be given the name of black arts? I I think I should probably censor myself a little bit. I forget where you're from sometimes. It, it it's just a saying. It's a, it's like um, brewing is a dark art. You know what I'm saying? And the, and he said that kind of loud, and you did it. You know he did it first because the, the bartender's like, yeah, it is. You know, it, it, it doesn't mean anything like with any potency to it. Uh, it's just 
it's security. It's a measure of you know state secrets and general protection of the empire. If you had the ability to break through layered chains of high-level iconography, you could break into governmental buildings. Uh, I see. That's that was not our intention at all. No, it was very theoretical based on what the summoner we've seen him do. Ah, yeah. I imagine his drawing upon the source is very strange indeed. Very much so. How would... When someone draws upon the source, mm-hmm. is there a way for people to kind of know and look into it? Or is it just something that is individualized every time? You're going to have to be more specific. Say I was to pull power, mm-hmm. large amount of power, uh, and... Well, it's never you who does that. It's the iconography. Say the iconography was to... Someone's iconography was to draw a truly massive amount of power. Mm-hmm. Would it be noticed? Whatever its effect would be would be noticed locally. The only people who would know anything about that would be the uh, engineers at the source itself. They keep some tabs on that. Um, They have uh, mathematicians there and uh, sort of actuarial sages who do that kind of thing for data collection reasons. But generally, it's not something anyone would notice. Out here, that's an impossible thing to track. But you're drawing that power for a reason to the iconography. It's doing a thing, and whatever that thing is can be detected, and usually you can back-channel determine how much power it drew from its effects. I see. Fairly accurately, in fact. In that particular instance, can we determine whether or not the mist was made by a source? Oh, it most certainly was not. Categorically, it was not. Is it possible, then, that the iconography can interact with not primarily specifically primordial magic, but otherworldly magic. Um, (laughs) Primordial magic is just a catch-all term for anything that is a working of various supernatural phenomena that isn't the iconography. It's everything that isn't. I see. Sorry, that was a (laughs) It's pretty. It's a pretty sloppy term. If you want to have, like, a three-hour conversation with loud uh, wizards, uh, you can seek out the... uh, There's a tower not too far away. It's just on the edge of Night City. So has anyone ever... You said that no one's ever actually combined them. Nope. At all. Not my recollection. I wonder if Matthias has gotten away. That's or, what I was going to ask. Or if he left this world to learn techniques of how to do that and then came back and conjured this redness to corrupt or pervert the source. Or found another source entirely. Mm-hmm. Possibly. His motivations are opaque, are opaque to us. The only thing we found through corroboration with you is that the redness was not intentional on its own. Correct. Other than that, we have no idea what his per- intent or purpose is. What was the intention of the? Oh, what was the intention and purpose of the religious fanatics during the Second Round of Wars? The syncretic war. The syncretic mm-hmm. wars. Yes. There, there are many and various. The, some of them it was crises of faith because of the use of the power. Um, there used to be a rather theocratic arm of the three-in-one. I forget what they called themselves back then. That you know they had religious doctrine that was arm in arm with imperial power, and, and the high priest was essentially uh, almost equal to the emperor back then. This was a long time ago, and 
there were conflicts among the early sages and the proto-iconography that they were developing. They saw the threat to their power and they had various decrees. People didn't put up with it and there was civil wars, split the empire almost in half, millions died. And then it split further and further as various changes and other historical factors came into being. Mm-hmm. Once about, I want to say 120-ish years ago was the last little flare-up far out west where there's still some enclaves of three and one worshippers who aren't denialists. There's a, sort of a local uh, coup, I would guess, on, on the governance. Mm-hmm. Very embarrassing, but it was put down. So what history does history remember the summoner as being fighting for the triptych or against them? Broad strokes. Uh, he was a zealot, but of imperial blood, you know, an heir, mm. theoretically. And he, the, the high priest had his ear, and he counseled the emperor and everyone in the court to reassert the power of the church as it was, and he was responsible for some of the problems. In that case... I'll just kind of lean in. Not the largest of them, and he was, for various intricate reasons, pushed away by the church itself, not the empire. His 90% of his exile was because of the church, not because of the empire's response to the church. Back on the Forbidden Continent, worship of the three-in-one was widespread. I would imagine. The Grand War was fought because of it. Do you mean the war with the Southerner himself? Yes. yes. Right. Why, if he was an advocate or believed in the faith, would he seek to destroy it? He does something weird. Uh, he's playing with a napkin. And he has a little stylus. It's from a ring. It's, it's nothing iconography. It's just clever. It's a very, very Eleutherian kind of thing to it. He writes something on a napkin and passes it to you. It says, we know they're dead. Um, Maybe he warred against the three because he felt that they abandoned him in his time of need. I wouldn't get locked up into his motivations. We need to stop the mist. This is where we come to my, uh, we'll say, desires. A couple of things. There have been some various, we'll call them sendings, from the Forbidden Land a little bit before you arrived and intermittently as you've been here I'd say once a day they're a nature that we quite under- don't quite understand but we've uh, silenced them eventually one might get through and if it does well we have no idea what their nature is um, it's informational and it, that's all we know um, but they're broad broad in scope so they're intended to interact with people's personal iconography such that it's like a public display uh, if one does get through we don't know what it's going to say but it will be very troublesome so if we cannot stop one and you notice it do whatever you can to prevent it getting through with whatever powers you have um, there are various factions that don't like you being here 
and they will move against you. Probably not too long from now. Does that include the socialites? Um, probably not directly, uh, but they have fingers in a lot of pies. Uh, I, I have no doubt that one of their number has some allegiance to something that has allegiance with the people who don't want you here. But they always have, there's a socialite sort of waiting in the wings with every little, you know, political faction maneuvering that happens in this place. They're exhausting, frankly. Um, let's see, what else? Please do not indulge in very, very broad, powerful, primordial arts while you're here. Obviously, in this place, it would be, well, you could still do it, but uh, that will put a target on your back, and you'll get unwanted attention way far, far greater than what you're doing now. Could it be done privately, or will just performing the magics cause a notification? Mm. Just anything of great power. Um, you, you'll know when you're doing it. It's... I yes. Runes on the ship. Yep. Um, a couple other things. I oh, would... Yeah, hmm. I've been instructed to tell you that it would be best for you not to get too deep within any of the factions here. Pretend to join, join, cooperate all the way you can, but don't get in bed with them. Now, you might ask, who am I and what faction do I belong to? You don't need to worry about that. Uh, we work for the good of the Empire, that's all you need to know. And, last thing, most important thing, and he gets up, and he drains his cup, Keep leaning on the ship. He looks at everybody, puts his glass up, begins to walk away. Before you go, mm -hmm. I take I crumple up the little napkin, um, and I, I, I'll like hold my hand out to him and just drop it in his hand if he loves me. Okay. I just look him dead in the eyes and say, "You are mistaken." Oh, I guess I'll throw that away for you. And he just casually tips like an invisible hat and walks away. Uh, it disappears among his pockets. Why does no one want to acknowledge me? <laughs> give, me a, give me a no roll, man. I know. <laughs> I mean, you know, but your guy doesn't know. I know. I know what I don't know. Hey. Oh, I can't serve. I got a uh, eight. Yeah, he, he, he got it loud and clear, but he's got to play it off. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can give me one question, and everybody else can give a no roll on this. It's actually getting a little crowded. Uh, people are up at the bar now. It's getting a little loud. Getting a lot of looks, but this is kind of the perfect place for you guys to be because being cool with people who are too weird for the weirdos, and so consequently don't look all that weird, but fundamentally they're very strange. Um, the the woman in armor has been just observing you and drinking the same ale that you're drinking at the Alzareth, just watching you, like, with hard blue eyes. And if, if anybody catches her eye, she'll, like, you know, hold up a glass. The guy at the end of the bar uh, folds up a, a ledger that he had opened, uh, slides a bunch of coins across, and the bartender is like, like this, and the guy like, takes the coins back. He gets up and leaves. Um, my question is, 
does he know about the nature of the icons that resides within us? I can't give you a definitive answer on that, but, and I'm supposed to because this is a no roll. So what I should say is like, there's no way to know that. Ask something else, but I'll be nice and say you don't think he does. Oh, okay. Through my experiments, I've unlocked the mysteries of life. No. That's a rem- Thirty-four. Okay. As a remnant of the old world, I have the knowing of things. Yeah, yeah. That'll work. Oh, cool. Seventeen. Uh, all the wisdom of Vigon Air in a fallen forest. Mm-hmm. Fourteen. Hidden secrets of Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cause y'all got like three. Of the, they have the same. Twenty-three. Yeah. All right. So. Um, okay. So. It's a helping action. Oh yeah. So you have to, <clears> to explore this. You're gonna have to stay here for like at least another hour or so. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, the, another round is brought to you. Yeah, while you do that, I'm going to flirt with the warrior lady. <laughs> yeah, I have 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40. 41, because I have two. Oh, you yeah, had two, 40. Sorry. I don't you go flirt with the warrior lady. My dick has so many eyes on it. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, you should go ask her what we need to do to join her LARP. <laughs> Um, there's uh, somebody, like, the bar's not crowded, crowded, there's still space, but uh, those young men have come back out, and they've got, there's probably a solid bar in the back, they have uh, just nondescript uh, mugs, and they gather at the bar, and she gives them a dirty look, and they, like, hold up their glasses, and, like, like this, and they laugh a little bit, uh, get a refill, and go back, uh, Inside, so it's like, yeah, you go to the back bar, you get a drink, you finish it. By the time you get to the front bar, you get a drink. <laughs> you know how it goes. Um, so, what was the total on that? 41. 41. Okay. Uh, this is a hard one, so this is not going to be like, hey, nine questions each. Um, you guys will get two. Uh, let's see. You don't know anything about the guy. He's obviously one of those like nameless factions. Or something. He's a spook. Yeah, he's, he's fairly glowy. Or not, you don't know. He was connected to the guy at the end of the bar somehow. Uh, and yeah, that's all That's all you can glean from him. He seemed, one thing I'll say, he, he was very, very particular about lawyer word things and how precise you are. Mm-hmm. So, an intelligence agent of some kind, almost certainly. And one with a lot of formal training. The second round arrives. Uh, the uh, the brandy wine that they give you, they have like a, you don't know what they were doing. There's just like a, it's not a ginger root, but something somewhere they just kind of carved and shoved into it, like hoping that'll be, you know, enough. It's always amusing watching the humans try to figure out what do we serve the tree. To <laughs> An arrangement of multicolored rocks. They don't know. <laughs> a neatly coiled turd. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, to what extent do they know about Lena? Well, yeah, yeah, there's no way to tell that. Him using that name means it was for him to signal that he knows more than he should. You could guess that knowing her name and that means he knows about that, has that depth of knowledge about everything else on the ship and your journeys. And that's, he wants you to know that he knows that. Not exactly a threat, but like, hey, let's put all our guns on the table kind of thing. Is he actually an agent of this imperial government? 
There's no way to tell that. Uh-uh. Ask someone else. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you something. Um, why give us the time of day? Like, why would he? Why did he? Why entertain us in this particular regard, even if by request? Good question. Um, well, you're the first things out of the Green Continent, after which a great plague is spreading. You have the direct connection to one of the guys who was of the royal house who went there. Talk to him by name. They obviously know something about the icons, and you're obviously connected to that. You have old world powers, and why wouldn't they reach out to you on some level, really? Um, you're, the cl- the, you're the only thread they have to pull on. If you weren't here, it'd just be, hey, there's this horrible world-ending plague. Deal with it. They would have no other information except what they've gathered. So the things that have come from the Spring they have not decrypted or tried to receive at all. They've only blocked them. Yeah. That's correct. They just destroyed them. You would imagine that those things, if they're meddled with at all, they destroy themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or, like, if they can't break through, they self-destruct if they're not going to be able to be sent. Mm. It, it's something it's got to be from the, the source of the summoner. Yeah. Would um maybe that one. Would the would a sending of any of any kind um, interact with any of the iconography on Lena's rooms? Uh, theoretically, but you don't think that's the purpose. Okay. They're, these are very broad. Uh, probably obvious, but I just want to confirm it. Why was this place chosen for Armida? Oh, uh, because Iconarchy is blind here. And you... <laughs> this is one of the few places in the city that you won't entertain too much looky-loos and curiosity seekers. Okay. Also, th- they, they probably thought you'd find it more comfortable. From everyone so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one for everybody. We have two. Does he actually care about our well being beyond a surface level? Mm. Personally, no. Uh, he probably sees everything as stones on a board. But he does in the sense that you represent a resource that is unique. And if it goes away, they've lost a tool. What is he worried about if Lena moves inland and closer to the source? There's no way to tell that. Okay. Yes, I do. You can you can specify a little bit more, and I can give okay. you something there. 
Okay, uh, given that I have been kind of studying the runes and the iconography on her, um, the closer we have gotten to the source, has have they interacted or changed or glowed brighter or nope. anything? They've just remained steady and the same? No. Everything seems pretty much normal. But of course, you haven't been on the ship for a while. You don't know what's going on. There. Right. But, I mean, even just coming through the portal and everything, nothing. Okay. Didn't notice anything. What are the factions currently working against us that don't want us here? There's no way to know that from this. This is mostly just about the guy and what he said, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, Get so cagey about the the question about the multi-layered iconography and breaking it. <laughs> he was indulging people who were very poorly educated. It's kind of a known. Oh, the multi-layered thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because he doesn't want you. It's like, hey, uh, uh, we're diplomats. Can what kind of encryption keys do your banks use? Passwords <laughs> <laughs> to the Pentagon. Yeah, he's just that's just basic. You know, glowy sort of like. What, why the hell do you want to know that? Yeah. Uh, and he was also puzzled on why you would ask him, like you know, because he knows that you know that he represents some sort of powerful group of people of some kind. We're in bed with the government, presumably. Shot in the dark as to what organization he works with, but I, I have a question, but I feel like it's a dumb question. That's the uh, only ask, one I have. Ask yeah. a dumb question. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> why did he tell us not to get in bed with any factions? Oh, um, on the surface, is probably that he seems to be sincere in that he's working for something that wants to. Figure out a way to stop the red mist and preserve the uh, Laconian Empire. Uh, he's above board on that. You don't know if he's like, you, you would not guess from anything that we've learned now that he's like a triple agent or anything like that, uh, or a double agent. Um, and if you get embedded with factions, the real fact of that is they don't have as much control as they ha want over things, whoever, whatever group that he's involved with. And if, if you get embedded with factions, they don't know what other groups that aren't related to those factions are involved. There are many layers to this game. The deeper you get it with one faction, the less they can help or hinder you according to what they want to do. Also, you'll get super distracted. 
Yeah, you guys, uh, you drink your second round and you're talking. Um, you go, I guess, when you, you're you done with this. The, the, the yeah, I'm fascinated to see an old world looking warrior in a place like this with a giant pike and someone who looks like they've seen combat. Right. Um, you go up to him? Yes. He's like, hello? Hello. I'm Marigold. Well, well, I suppose that the appellation... Galzareth. I have not seen many that look like you around here. Oh, there are free walkers about, but yes, there are a few of us. None understand the way that we do. I... You will have to forgive my ignorance. I do not know what a free walker is. Well, have you heard of the unfettered land? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you fucking walk in, I was like, we're, we're, "God damn, LARPers in this guys, fucking bar." We're, we're gonna join the LARP. We're gonna join the LARP. We're all gonna make That's characters. Then we're gonna invest in crypto. Join their offsea shore. Everyone's going off the rails. I'm just talking to the seemingly very anyway. I mean, she's attractive, but there's not a lot of variants in the Laconians. They all have. They all are. There's nobody below, like, a seven that you've seen, except occasionally, and it seems like that's on purpose. Mm. Uh, I'll say, yes, I'm familiar with the Forbidden Lands. Well, we here, free walkers here, uh, we like to think of ourselves as advocates of their way of life, and we practice it as close as we can, what the law will allow, engage in combat, honor, duels, we hold territory. It's a, a very different way to live from most Laconians, but probably not for you guys. And she's trying to try. <laughs> she smells a little. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just a sweat. She's probably come from a fight of some kind. Uh, Twelve. I'll say, where I come from, we did not play in battle. We made war. Okay, you can have two feats. Uh, argue or dominate. This may not go the way you or will it. No, this will go exactly the way that Andrew knows it will. <laughs> oh, it's so dark and mysterious. <laughs> now I'm going to obviously. Okay, okay. Uh, so, dominate uh, 10. 19. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. I will satisfy people's curiosity when they ask, but truly you have to experience it. It's, there are some uh, free walkers, neonates, who, well, they have a certain amount of fidelity for our way of life. Um, but truly, I, um, I, I, I don't spend much time talking with the Hoi Polloi about it. I thought we might trade talk shop. If you want it to, and she puts a drink in front of you. It's uh, a, a lighter colored beer in a very thin crystal glass. Okay. Uh, I glance over at is the spear like it's in the corner, right? It's just out in the open. <laughs> yeah, it's just sitting over there. Okay. Does it look like live steel and like? Uh, yeah, it does. It's, okay. Uh, it's some sort of hardwood half steel. It's a little battle battered. There's no rust on it, but it's pretty old looking. No, I have a I have a giant bow and a coral staff strapped to my back. 
That's fine. Um, I'll say, uh, I, I, I will, <laughs> he's probably, he's going to indulge her, and he'll, uh, he'll take a, he'll take the drink and say, what did you have in mind? Oh, well, we are, there's a small party, uh, late this evening, we, we've just had a, a battle, uh, with our rivals, well, I'm, I'm, uh, we're the North Porter Windhawks, and we had a battle with our rivals, uh, the Gutter Blades, and and we won, and we have a celebratory um, a party that I'd like you to come to. It's uh, later this evening. Uh, you see reflexively she wants, she's making the kind of look like, oh, she's trying to beat me forward since she remembers where she are. She is, and she pulls out like a fairly ordinary looking pen and a on uh, Barnack, and, and these aren't paper exactly, they just seem like disposable cloth, which I know that sounds like paper, but it's not. And she writes the coordinates on it. It'll be, let's see, what is it now? It's about the 10th hour, about two hours or so, but hey, who knows how long it'll go. When you say defeat. Yes. Give me a notice. <laughs> you're actually, when you say defeat, pause, and you then you're trying to figure the situation out. There's a notice. Uh, says their hands are completely uncalloused. Uh, yeah, I got a, um, I only got a four, so it's like... Okay, yeah, you don't... When you say defeat, I imagine that the magistrates do not allow you to engage in murder in the streets. <sighs> no, no, there are attendants. Uh, yeah. So, uh, a facsimile of battle? Well, facsimile, I mean, it's blood and steel. No iconography allowed, of course. Although I hear on the, on the Fettered Lands they do with it what they would, but considering this is the Imperial City and we're embracing the harder of their ways because of the softness of our environs, it needs to be a contrast, you understand? That we don't use it. Primordial sorcery is allowed. There are a few clever warlocks among us. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. This is exactly what would happen. <laughs> Grace is about to explode. Nope, I'm fine. I <laughs> think uh, Josh jumped off the fucking balcony. <laughs> Wait for us. <laughs> Do we want to pause it for a second when it comes back? Yeah, let's pause it. Yeah. Definitely we're in the middle of the conversation, so... The bartender uh, keeps trying to get your eye. I look over, and he's like... Give me a notice. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate this. Oh. I got a six. He's Hot like, angel. He's, he's like... Do you need me to rest? It's kind of, do you need me to rescue you, dude? Oh, okay. <laughs> and you, with that six, you can communicate, like, basically, uh, like... Or yay or whatever. No, I, I, I was like, I know I got this. They give you a look like, okay. <laughs> Enjoy that four-hour conversation. <laughs> about knives. She goes on to tell you, like, you know, about her sept is what she calls it. Um, and you actually, she brings up the weapon thing, and that as you pointed pointing out the sign, it's like, yeah, they only do that to us, but you know, it's not just. Uh, <laughs> in fact, the sign isn't very old. <laughs> this 
practice is only like 10 years old or so. It's a new thing for the... So for Laconian's 10 years, like, oh, the last six months has been happening. Um, she tells you like how many... He's got like 20 members. The gutter uh, blades had about 24 or so. And then like they, they took them down. And, and then, you know, they... They gained the basically like the right of free passage with some of them. It's like counting coup or some b- bizarre honorific thing, that, and you kind of lose track of it. I'm still trying to figure out whether people actually die in these. No, things. they don't. Okay, they, it's pretty clear they don't, or at least <laughs> do they actually go to the unfettered land? We're not there. <laughs> Somewhere in the Imperial City, the Warriors is being reenacted in, 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 the, in a public park. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I'll say... We do our shit in the woods like respectable adults. Why the romanticization? Why the romance associated with the unfettered lands? Having been from a world that is uncivilized and painful, there is only savagery and death and conflict. Give me a charm. (laughs) You can have three feats. I knew the charm. I knew it. I knew you were gonna do charm. You wanna know something funny? <laughs> I bought it. <laughs> what are you guys talking about while he's being chatted up? I think he's gonna fuck her. I think he's gonna <laughs> <laughs> black would be like, gross. <laughs> Jesus. I wonder how many factions are moving against us or how many factions will begin to start moving against us. I know he said that there are some out there, but I'm wondering how many and I wonder why. Uh, it's a 19 charm. that they do not understand. She, she takes a long drink of her beer, and she's got one lined up. And she doesn't talk with the bartender. She's obviously a regular, and she's polite, and she's get, like give, tipping the whole way. Um, their tip culture is labyrinthine. It's hard to understand what they're doing. Um, and she's like, you really takes it to heart what you just said. is like, I know. Without our reality, I don't know that we would take to the blades so readily, but you have to admit, though, there's something about battle that draws itself to you. To me, <laughs> Let her have this one. Gazzara just goes sploosh. Ten? Okay. Uh, and, but you, you had to lean in on that, so she took a little bit. From Just blew fire everywhere. Okay. Uh, so she's like trying to, I guess, it's uh, like, yeah, maybe unleash the beast. <laughs> um, <laughs> you like yeah, it? she's flirting with you in a roundabout way. No, I, I meant like, uh, I gotcha. It's like something that attracts me to battle. I'm like, she's not entirely wrong. It's like, no, but. There is a long history associated with this. And I am a man that has been trying to do better. Jesus Christ. Because he's accepted, you know, Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. It's true. <laughs> I'll say, it's like, I don't fight for fun. And she touches her shoulder, and that's as far as I'm going to go with yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, do you want to get your angel dick wet? Nope. Oh, just oh, oh. people. <laughs> no, it's just covered in eyes. <laughs> 
that I don't do this constantly. There's a ring that floats around it all the no, time. A couple of them. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know what's really funny is that it's like, no, it's like, no, I'm actually, like, that was a horrible beast and I'm trying to be a better person. It's like, yeah, that's so hot. Tell me more about that. <laughs> and, and you know, I don't have to, like, shoot a no roll. It's like... You're too authentic. There's nothing you can say unless you just start like, I like boogers or something like that. If if you made yourself a fool, that's about the only thing that wouldn't like make her more interested in you. Ah. Uh, um. Uh, oh, do you want me to roll against that ten or? Uh. That was her roll against your charm. Yeah. Uh oh. If I haven't been clear, uh, social attacks are two way. So somebody says something and rolls. You decide what to do if you you roll. Whoever beats hurts the other person, and that's one round. And then it's the person who went second gets to decide to keep it going if they want to. I see. Okay. Right. It's just it's just more efficient to do it that way than doing it like you Turn say base, something, yeah. they defend, they see something, you defend. So you you move it so it can move very quickly. So can NPCs uh, accept an argument in the same way we would, and then mm-hmm. sure, yeah, that's what they mostly do. That's yeah. where my confusion comes in sometimes because like I assume that happened, and then you're rolling, and I'm like, oh shit, did they make a new argument? What am I doing? Did I lose track? Yeah. Well, if they accept, I don't. I won't. Won't be rolling. Um, oh. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't. Uh, there are other things that we have to attend to. I appreciate you speaking with me and learning a little bit more about the unfeathered plans, but do think on these words and realize that. Perhaps battle should remain a thing of the past. I, I understand. Um, do you mind stepping out outside the veil here? So if you, you know, I'm tag you with my cartouche, and you'll know, like we, I mean, hold him. Sure. Do you want sure. Your yeah. Yeah. sure. Hey, you step outside. Yeah. There's, a, there's more crowd. Uh, a lot of people hanging out near the alley. Uh, a few people drinking. There's no like public. There's no laws that they're enforcing here. And uh, as soon as you leave the veil of it, yeah, her little icon. And uh, she gave her name as Marigold, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it's M-A-R. And it's like, uh, and then a number after it. Uh, it's like 8675309. No, it's a le- No, the number is her designation for the three-letter Mar. Uh, it's not a number. It's just a... Just having an icon is you have yeah, and and she looks at yours and sort of laughs and she's like, well, it's been nice speaking with you, Delta. She bows. Uh, she has grabbed her pike and uh, walks away. Uh, she gets a lot of looks, but you get a lot of looks too. Um, the waitress comes over. What are we doing? We should go. We have other business to attend to. Mm. We should. Did the, um, did our friend... Did you come back? Yeah, yeah, I'm back on the way back. <coughs> yeah. Uh, I was like, did our friend pay for us, or do you need our... Oh, you're taken care of. She's clearly happy. Really? Um, wide open lands around here outside of the city nearby. Oh, there's a park. Where, where's that? Old park? Yes. Uh, she also makes the move like she's gonna ping the, and she just, oh, uh, and she gives you directions. It's in this further uh, northwest into the city, mm. about, uh, 14 blocks away. 
And the blocks here are larger than like a New York City block. Mm -hmm. but, uh, and it's sort of convoluted directions, but she gives you the the directions like just verbally. Yeah. And then she thinks better of it, writes it on a napkin, and hands it to you. Uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, you know, pristine as far as everyone's allowed to go there. Uh, no building at all. It's wild public land. There are cats, wild cats there. How big do they get? She, she, she suddenly looks at your dogs, who are been under the table, just hanging out, being very quiet. And she does like this. It's like you know, two house cats, and very disappointed. Like it's not. I, I mean, I haven't seen them, but I, I, I've heard they're there, and you know, lots of birds and other life. It's uh, it harkens back to the old times. I think. Well, if uh, it's been a pleasure serving you. Thank you. And she has up, <laughs> and just kind of goes away. There's a roar that comes back from the band. They're hitting uh, like the the big number. The music is real weird, and it's muffled through the doorway. Uh, Johnny on the spot comes out, opens up the doors, and you hear like the um, the lead singer. She's got a raspy sort of voice, uh, soulful, I guess, and she's like saying thanks, and we'll be playing here at these dates, and um, she says something like, "We've set up a beacon outside for anybody interested." Well, where do we need to go next? Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah, so. Scouted. I wanted to head over next, or at least soon, to the Nihilists. I feel like that is our only true way forward here. We do very much need to speak with them. Uh, though I don't think we should be forthcoming with how things are right away. No. I don't think that we want. I have, a, I have a sincere feeling that it is going to be a very disappointing experience, but... Let's go speak with the Denialists first, unless there's something that someone else needs at the park. I don't believe a park, even in a place as large as this, will suit my needs for uh, the elder children. We may need to go outside of the city. Yes. We will need to go outside of the city. Cut. You guys um, moving or you sitting at the table? Yeah, or... Yeah, We're going to go ahead and leave. We're going to begin up and stuff, yeah. Uh, you walk out... Um, like on the far wall on the sidewalk there's just a little floating blue orb and as soon as you walk out the band's information just comes like a poster like right into you and then a, a bunch of like you know advertisements and things like you've gotten used to um, a painting that looks very official from the magistrate it, it comes to you Verindra asking um, your plans uh, for lodging this evening. Um, it's very polite. It doesn't have a hey, like an order or anything. Right. Um, will we be staying at the with the magistrate or um, Ilgoth and Arathion, or will we be returning to the ship? I imagine that we should probably, at some point, at least visit back with the magistrates because of Ilgoth and Arathion. Yeah. I think we need to check back in. At the ship at some point as well and check in on Lena. I would prefer the ship. But I I do to be clear, I don't care if we sleep there, we just need to check on Lena. 
Yes. Where we sleep. Okay. Then I will say that we will be spending the night um, with the magistrate. Very well. Since that is what they expect, and I also don't want Ilbaf and Arapion to get too deep into things. Um, I will reply to this ending that um, uh, that we would like to entreat upon your hospitality for this evening. Okay, there's a pause and then another one. It's like, um, very well. The suite is open to you. And I will send my thanks. I imagine that, <clears throat> I imagine that they're While we still are staying there, we do need to maintain a healthy distance, I think. Oh, this is absolutely entirely for heirs and yeah. diplomatic visuals. And to make them happy. There's a little parade, and there's some yelping, and like it's a little bit... It's, all, it's very lively here anyway, but it gets a little louder. And you see there's like a two bannermen who are holding... Uh, like a parade parade. They're going from this part of Dark City northeast into the deeper parts of it uh and you don't know where they're coming from but behind them are animals like uh incredibly like odd strange mythical beasts like there's something that looks like a chimera there's a great tiger a bear a heffalum and some things you don't recognize like what looks like a giant ground sloth on the backs of the larger animals are huge birds and they're cawing, crowing, and there's attendants coming uh, behind them, like, onto the sides of them, they have, like, these little wands, the way one of the animals is, like, kind of wanders away, he does this, and there's a light glow, and the animal continues on. They don't seem in distress, but you can tell that there's something about them that's hard to define, so give me a roll. You activated gremlin energy over there. <laughs> yeah, you and Joff are both like, you both looked at me and went, I'm waiting for her to pull her bow. <laughs> I killed the kind of man and take its blood. You don't, you don't know me. You don't know my life. <sighs> no roll, he said. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Uh, I would short change myself. Bye on Aaron Fallen Forest. Uh, no. Old world? Nope. Oh, Hidden no. Secrets of Ur. No. Aw. Ten. I don't think Ruthless Tactician applies. Nope. Nine. Seven. Twenty-four. Oh, okay. Um, Twenty-one. These are real animals, but not all of them. The Chimera walking in front, you notice there's no attendant near it, and it has this confidence and awareness about it that it doesn't confuse... That's not an animal. I mean, physically, it's an animal. That's a person. And now that you see it, like you see, like a little bit, like a little glow of affordance level on it, and it's just walking. You know, it's got the three heads, the goat lion, and I think hawk or something. Um, snake. Snake. Yeah. Snake. Oh, mythical creature. I got it wrong. And it's walking, like growling and snapping at the air. Everybody's delighted. Um, one of the larger birds on the back of the heffalump is also not an animal. Um, but most of them are, yeah. They look very healthy. And you see now on the banner that it's advertising the city menagerie. And it's like, oh, they're having a grand showing of a new exhibit featuring something like Wonders from the North. You don't know what that means. Oh, someone's an intern. This. Imagine. 
the, if you will. These An imaginary menagerie. <laughs> these are likely the people who would find us very appealing. Uh, I don't think we should interact with them. Alright, uh, yeah, one of the Chimera, like, kind of roars at you, Verindra, and one of the attendants looks over at you and was confused for a moment, and then is like, oh, then doesn't do anything, and I come here like, ah, uh, and you just see the, the it's, it's a person, they just have the demeanor, uh, some, they've been heavily changed to me. Does this look like the same kind of essence work as um, the other things that we have seen? Like physical changes? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, but on, on a incredible scale and precision. Like, it's... You can tell mm -hmm. for yours, like, these are living creatures. Mm -hmm. And as far as you know, it, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Like, they have flesh and blood, like any living creature, but you know that they don't... Their nature has been changed... It's like what you did with a lamb, but not physical. The physical aspect followed on. It's a, it, it's not offensive to you. It's just very confusing how this was done. Um, yeah, no questions for that. It's just a yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, no soul rounds, please. Actually, no. Um, hold on that. You guys get a ping, and. Uh, it's a very large icon of a severe-looking man <coughs> whose face you recognize, and it's from MAT. Oh. All at once. God. Matt. Matthias. Yeah. Because there's no, the there's nothing after, there's nothing after the MAT, is there? Mm. No. Well, uh, Aleph, no. Yeah, it's his. Huh. La summoner. The summoner is sending us a sending. God, I really want to know what it says. Yeah, me too, but we can't. It's ex He literally instructed us to make sure we block everything. Which just confirms that the, se the sending coming from the Forgotten Continent is him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Give me a no roll, Brindra. The call's coming nope. from inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I did better on this one. Damn. Yeah, you did. Fuck. Okay. Uh, Probably a good one to know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yay. <sighs> hidden secret. Oh, uh, hidden secrets of her. Mm. Uh, forty-two. This isn't the kind of sending that they were talking about. The one they were talking about was overt visual. It's like a comet. Like, it's a big thing. This is ascending, like, the kinds you've seen. It has a, it's hard, it's a harder one to ignore. <coughs> you can't ignore it. But, and it looks official, but it's not what they were talking about. Somebody's trying to deceive you. Everybody give me a notice roll. You have advantage. Twelve with advantage. 
Then he's plus six, right? Yep. Yeah. Nineteen with advantage. Twenty-one with advantage. Twenty-one with advantage. Eleven. Okay. Um. You're walking. Uh, you're heading back towards the magistrate. You've gone <coughs> down pretty much the same alleyways, or at least on the same block, just the other side of it. And uh, there's not a lot of people, like down the alley that you see. Or the other way, there's still a stream of people going around you. You get these sendings, and Varenger sort of like warns everybody. And Gwen, mm-hmm. I feel like it's we almost clicked on spam. Yeah. Tell me more about the hot girls in my area. <laughs> You take uh, six wounds as a dagger under your side. Okay. Um, I can soak two of them. Okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a horrible cold sensation, and, and there's someone in a featureless gray jumpsuit next to you with a blank face. And by blank, I mean they have eyes and mouth, but you don't know what they are. When you look at them, you can't see it. They're suddenly everywhere, and they attack everyone else. There's one on everyone. Uh, so... You gals are at your swords are not out. I had danger sense, so I got a twenty-four. We have a disadvantage here. That is a twenty-nine. Okay. Uh, same like dagger or. It seems like, yeah, there, suddenly there's figures up on you guys. Uh, I will, um... And two at the head of the alley. I'll move the grapple with him then, try and grab the dagger hand and wrestle him away. Okay. Uh, you're at a disadvantage. Okay. So minus six. Coming at you, uh, Kyrger. Uh-huh. You have this ad. Six with disadvantage. Okay. Uh, let's 
six, seven, six. So that's, yeah. How do I, what, what instinct kills me? What is your wound level? I have a total of six wounds. Your um, then a nine will kill you. Okay. Um, I am down. <coughs> yeah, you take a, a dagger, like, straight to your belly, and something just appears. Uh, same thing happens to everyone else, and there's two people out at the base of the alley. They're all wearing the same gray. They all have something about their faces that make them impossible to really look at. Uh-huh. Now it's your turn. Brindra goes down. Um, there are five of them total. I... I can't take negative wounds, right? No, it, it okay. didn't kill you instantly, but you're... Okay. You're incapacitated. That, that's fine. Is performing a sending considered, like, my full action, or an extra thing I could do? Uh, I'll let you do sendings as, uh, if it's simple, it's just like talking, it's not anything. If it's more elaborate, it's a simple action. Okay. I'm going to send a sending to, um, the, the guy with it. Guy we talked to at the magistrate, and we had a lot of meetings with, Iro. and things like that. Yeah, Iro. Okay. Uh, I was just going to say, outside bar, attacked, send help immediately. Okay, go ahead. You don't have to roll for that. Cool. Hope to move to Rinja and try to heal. I know it's combat, so it's harder. Yeah, it's just plus six difficulty. Um, for my complex action, I'd so like to So it'll be plus six because of the situation. Well, so that'll be an eighteen difficulty. Okay. Uh, mm. I still don't know how much damage I took. I, oh, sorry. What did you get? Uh, does Fear My Large Grasping Branches apply? I'll let you use that to try to warm off. You already okay. have your damage. So. All right. Uh, so 12 plus 3 minus 6 is uh, 9. 9. Yeah, you also take 25. 6 piercing more. Okay. So I can soak one of those and take 5 wounds. Mm-hmm. Okay. This, he, instead of stabbing you, he's scoring like a horrible flash trying to circumnavigate your bark, you know, like he's trying to gird a tree. Okay. Alright, well I'm in full, you know, panic mode at this moment. Um, so I reach for my blade um, uh, and uh, uh, and say, fell creatures of night, I rebuke thee, see nothing but delight, and I pull the blade Invoke absolution to the best of my ability and channel through the dragon. Okay. It'll apply because you're channel. Otherwise, these are just people. I got a 23. Okay. Um, yeah, she's bleeding like heart's blood out. Mm-hmm. And will be dead in minutes. You just, you know, you're not even pretending anymore. Yep. And you're up to your arms and bizarre dragon flesh. Yep. You cut off all the, uh, the bleeding and stitch things together and pull your arms out like as you're healing, uh, there's a weird rippling in her belly scales mm. as they sort of shift. And, like, you take a, a breath and uh, awaken. Um, you're stabilized and semi-conscious. You can okay. see what's going on. Okay. How um, many hearts do I have? Let's not find out today. No, you just don't continue to bleed. Oh, no, that. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you were all up in there. How many hearts do I oh, have? Oh, that's fair. <laughs> she has one very large heart. Uh, well, <clears throat> time to try to pull a miracle out of my ass. Um, I'll 
Put my oh, I gotta resolve what he just did. Sure, sure. Uh, what did you get in the roll? Only an 18. Okay. Level That's 1 on this first reroll. These things are the most deadly things you've faced so far. Mm-hmm. But they did have a horrible element of surprise on you, so that's over. Uh, 18, you said? Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, there's eight of them, and there's a blast of white light, and something, like, rushes out. The crowd scatters. And it's like the, the veil of night just sort of gutters for a moment, even though it's really night outside, but there's a tangible difference. And the, I guess you call it glamour that's warding the faces, strips away, and you see the just nondescript men um, with, like, shaved ball, and it blasts into them. Are they surrounding us? There's one on each of you behind you and there's two in front of the alley that other alley uh it turns around a corner you don't know what's on the other end of it you don't think it's blocked off but there might be others over there um go ahead are you sure yeah okay uh i'd like to for my complex action get out my bow uh with the silver arrow Mm -hmm. and aim it at um one of the ones all the way down the alley. Okay, there's one right, a guy right behind. Oh, shit, you're right, yeah, there you, is. You all just got shanked. Yeah. So that would, you would be at a severe disadvantage for that. Yeah, in that case, I'll, I'll use the Spear of Coral and uh, as try, it, try and ward him away from you? Yeah, I'm going to try and uh, grab it and then sweep it down and ward him away to try and sweep him off his feet or push him back. Okay, it's a warding attack. You have to focus for it. That's a new little thing. I've improved the power level of all the... Uh, I don't know any of the maneuvers. Don't worry, I'll walk you through. I've increased the power of all the maneuvers, but all, most of them require focus. Hard, usually you'd be doing it anyway. But uh, standard attack, standard defenses don't, but if you're using a combat maneuver, it'll require focus. suffering? Yeah. I, it just, yep. Yep. And I'll have to spend an experience point because I focused on Mackley's doing this to buy a body. Um, let's engage. Uh, 18. Okay. Yeah, he um, ducks low and uh, tries to follow you, but you're just agile enough that you sort of get the spear in front and walk it back, leaving it. And uh, you'll have advantage on melee against these guys, anyone with anything that isn't an extended weapon for the next round. Okay. Um, let's see, for attacks or defenses, until the end of your next turn. Okay. And uh, you, you, you strike him across... His uh, jumpsuit, you don't think they're armored. Uh, I'll call out as loud as I can. If you keep to the old ways at all, if you love that which was in mind, body, or soul, I beg you, aid us now. Uh, And then I will channel through the heart. 
Okay. For outside help. It's a belief. Good luck. Uh, this count as uh, reenact the ways lost to history with the old ways? Not exactly, no. Okay. Uh, will my bonus dice to the old ways of the faith of the three apply? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, his voice clear uh, and loud sort of uh, echoes through the alleys and off the buildings, but there's no response that you can determine. Oh, uh, do the gifts of the heart allow the healing of the soul apply? Um, no. Okay, then 47. Um, obviously, you get the uh, restoration. Yay. Yep. I think that's all of us. Yep. Okay. Because uh, Priscilla can't act at the moment. Correct. And I also realized I would have instantly died had I not spent four XP. Good job. Yeah. I don't have any more XP. That's why you spend. always got to roll against it, even if it sucks. Uh, I rolled a one. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, the one on uh, Verindra immediately turns and attacks Galzareth. Uh, he's coming in low. He's at a disadvantage because he's got a short blade. They're all wear they're like Bowie Nines almost, a little bit more curved. They're not armored. They're relying on the element of surprise. Uh, they have a kind of glazed, fanatical look in their eyes. And he's slicing it at you. So okay. he's had to disad. Um, oh, shit. That goes on the floor, so it doesn't count, right? <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to... Uh, he was over by Verendra, right? That one, yeah. Okay, so so this one, I'm just going to try and sweep the blade and knock him off balance, or knock his strike off balance. Okay. Spike. What did he roll? 19? 19. Uh, that'll be a... Uh, 23. Okay, yeah, you block him. The guy that had stabbed at you, who's right there, mm -hmm. attacks you again. He's not at a disadvantage. Right. momentum uh, from like from from pairing the other guy I'm just gonna swing around as far as I can and just try and just try and catch the blade on like you know a gauntlet or like armor of some kind and try and smack it away yeah, you have feet. 
definitely going to need to spend on this one. I do not want to be hit by these things. Huh. What luck! Use <laughs> some. Thirty-five. Yeah, you just violently going with momentum of defending yourself from the other one. You uh, pull back enough that in an awkward defense, you keep it from like gutting you. I mean, your armor would have helped, but you stop it. It's two on you, so there's six more. Um, the one on you, uh, he is like sees you. You've got your spear out and rewarding him pretty well. So he does something, and a flash of light with like geometric shapes comes right at you. It's iconography of some kind. Alright, so 21. This is physical, so you can move, use move. Okay, uh, in that case, I will, um, yeah, I'll, I'll just try and move out of the way of it and get into a better position to defend myself with a wall against my back. Okay. You don't know what it does, but it's like a solid light coming at you. Uh, my feet stay nimble to keep me out of harm's way. Yes. It's only 14. One on you, Black Oak attacks. Uh, you get hit. Uh, you take two wounds, and you're stunned. I can't soak. I'm down. Okay. <coughs> And you're such a size that he doesn't have an advantage, but that's okay. Considered suffering? It's completely full? Yeah. Okay. Suffering. Why don't you hire her? You. Um, uh, 17. I'll move. I assume I'm still at disadvantage because I'm bent over healing Varendra. No, you moved away, so um, it's just a normal roll. Okay, 7. So that's four piercing horn. I'm down. How many did you take? Three? I had three left. I took three. I'm right. down. Okay. Uh, let's see. You got two. That was three. 
Uh, the other two are sitting at the alley. One of them cuts and runs and goes around, disappearing in front of the building. Mm-hmm. There's uh, those of you still up. You hear sounds like high-pitched whining from the air in the distance. Um, it's your guys' turn. Um, well, it's just you and I that are up, right? Yep. Um, how many of them are surrounding me at the moment? You got two on you. Okay. Is there like a cleaving attack in the maneuvers? Oh, like a sweep attack? Yeah. Yeah, so hitting multiple targets? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you can't double up on maneuvers, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have to spend for that? Yeah, just as it's just you're just focusing. You just got have it. to focus. I'll focus. Um, and actually, uh, you know what? This seems like a dire enough situation. I will focus through the dragon. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just going to take... I'm going to take my blade and just as hard as I can just take off on a foot, pivot as fast as I can, and just try and swing it wildly around me. Okay. You're all, it's all pretty close in here, so you can, if you roll on up, we're going to hit most of them. Sixty-one. Okay. Good number. Um, he roars in defiance. A silver light and a white light combine uh, from its blade, and you're not just standing still here. You take a step, like a moving step in an arc, and um, cleave out uh, in a great like wave of an arc of light. Uh, I know there's another flash and a crash of thunder, and there's everyone is up. You black oak see there's a a, like a photo flash, and you see the blade simultaneously hitting all of them, and they all fall, except for the one who's at the fifth far end of the alley, who's just keeping watch. Um, one has his, his an arm severed, other is cut in the belly, another cleaved through his head, another um, is just like chopped down, and at the end of the arc, you get the one that hit. Uh, the Kyurger, 
and it just the power of it just stops and like hits his head like clank like that and it spews blood everywhere the uh that's yours you have a turn there's one guy left there's one guy left but he doesn't appear to be engaging in combat well he's got his blade out and uh he doesn't seem too afraid but this is like one half second later Has he attacked anyone or moved or done anything yet at this point? It's your turn. So he's no, no, I mean uh, in previous rounds. Uh, not that you know. Fine, I'm not going to. I'm, I have two people dying here. I'm not going to engage him. Uh, I'm going to leave that to uh, Angel Boy. Um, I'm going to go over to. Uh, they are dying, right? They're bleeding out without yes. treatment. Well, yes. no, she's fine. I'm fine. I'm blaring daggers at the asshole in the alley. Um, you feel strange. Uh, take a curse. You can't soak it. You. Me? Take the curse. You can't soak it. Okay. Heal a wound. And, uh, you wrench back into consciousness in full, uh, it's like it was a dream for a second. Uh, and you, there's a roaring in your ears. And, like, a you have this vision of a, a great silver beast from beyond the peaks. Just for a second, and then it's gone. Oh, Galadin, you finally learned lay on hands. God damn it. <laughs> Everybody throw things at her. Throw razors in good grace. He's going to uh, look at the two of them, and uh, he's going to and something that still feels weird to him, he's going to ask, uh, tell me if I'm calling the wrong th- upon the wrong one. I'm going to say, uh, Griffin, tell me how to channel my faith that I may stop my friends from dying. And It's hard. Okay. Uh, are you trying to buy a talent for instant healing, or are you trying to stabilize them? Uh, I'm trying to stabilize them with belief. I'll let you do that if you spin through the dragon. I'll do that then. That, that's why I asked, like, which uh, which is most appropriate. And I'll let you do both of them. You put, give me a roll if the difficulty is 18. Okay. Uh, spinning through the dragon or through the griffin or both, you said? Just No, you're going to heal both of them. Oh, okay. okay. You have big, long branches, and you're just reaching out and grabbing them. Okay. Thanks. Dragon, you can spend no matter what you roll except for a one. Oh, God, yeah, you're right. Thank Remember, you. This is a stable roll, so you may not, if you get an 18, I wouldn't keep spending. Okay. Um, yeah, I've, I've got. Uh, uh, I doubt either of my uh, specialties apply, so uh, 37. Okay. Yeah, they, you reach out and tightly grip them uh, over their upper torso and face, and you. Uh, twist your branches so that it splits a little and sap flows over the mouth and nose. And you guys taste in the darkness. Just The first thing you come to about is just horrible bitter sap. You cough and uh, you, you, your eyes blink and you, you, you see the scene uh, before you. Uh, well, through cracks and then gigantic branches are removed from your face and you're sitting there covered with sap and like like brick leaves a little bit. Um, let's see, that's you. Uh, you hear heavy footsteps 
a couple. And running around the corner is a young woman in plate and chain with a spear and a helmet. Uh, a much younger man who's in his teen years with a sword. He's bare chested. He's got kind of a scimitar uh, and a shield. And then behind him it, it, it is a man. And he floats in, and his I, uh, at first there's iconography around him, but it fades, and he's doing something like chanting of, of some kind. And they all just attack the the man in gray, who looks like totally surprised. So yeah. We're going to the fucking LARP party. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Maybe not tonight, but no, we're totally going to the fucking LARP party. See, I had a, uh, I, I had a, what's the word? Where they can lord over our heads that they defeated the hang guys on, and we didn't? On, hang on. What makes you think we're not already there? Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Unfortunately, um... He's at a disadvantage, and he looks. Uh, the spear's coming at him. He ducks under, just like blocks it, rides it up. Uh, a spell of some kind is. It looks like words that are unfurling, almost like a scroll in black script that you don't recognize. Rindri, you're like, ooh, you can see the whole thing, uh, and he just puts out his hand. Iconography goes down, like almost diagonally, blocks it, and then he uh, like gets right behind the guy with the shield, and it's like positions themselves to strike him. It all happens in a second. They're not that bad. They're, they're okay that these guys are professionals or enhanced in some way. And, or both. Uh, that's them. He does something. There's a flash. It's directed at them. And it works. They all stumble back and then he just takes off like with preternatural speed. Uh, kind of the same direction the other guy went. Uh, you can try pursue if you wish. I will. I would like to invoke ascending. Okay. To him. Uh, you don't. Uh, before you do ascending, you he is blank. Okay. Got a twenty-six to run away, so you, you know how pursuit goes. Uh, yeah, there's no earthly way that I can catch him. Um, you hear that loud, the high-pitched whine growing closer, and you see, see lights kind of floating above. Um, how far away has he gotten? It looks like he was almost instantly two blocks down. Oh, okay. He's moving like wind does, just in sort of more jagged way. Invoke at Adam and just be a disadvantage because of the distance. Invoke at him? If you want to. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. Okay. He's unhurt, so good luck. Okay. I'll shoot something real weird. <laughs> how much how many inspirations do you want to spend? Listen, man, I don't know how much we've already, we've already broken the rules, so at this point it's fine. whatever. Uh, uh I will um I will attempt to um uh invoke absolution. Uh in his direction, uh, and say, uh, and say, no wicked may truly ever escape. I will find you if this blade does not strike you down now. 
and uh, I will try and cast him down with a divine judgment. Okay. Is it one intended to harm him or mark him? You have to make that decision. Mark him. Okay. You'll have advantage. And you get a, uh, a feat. And roll over a 60. <laughs> yeah. The last time you said good luck, they rolled a 47 and it was nothing. So. The last time I said good luck was recently. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we got a feat. An advantage, you said? Yeah, he would have had to get he had to get a thirty to just power of the dead gods that only exist in us in the most atheistic city on earth give us instantaneous health in one round. So because he rolled that well, he got the LARPers. <laughs> I'm fine with the LARPers. LARPers are LARPers did their job. Um, so uh, it is going to be an invoke. Um, by the light of absolution, I catch cast judgment on the wicked. Sure. Um, so that'll be. This is what he's going for. Mm-hmm. I can't math right now. Um, I'm going to buy up and vote to make that an 18. Okay. Uh, white light like shears out like you normally do. You've never done it this great a distance. It kind of tilts and becomes like a sphere of light. It uh, doesn't strike him. I guess I should roll. Um, What'd you get? 18. 18. Um, yeah, and it strikes him and just lines him in silvery white light, and he's just continuing on, and your sword, like, moves in your hand, like somebody hit it, but you don't see anything. Uh, on the blade, it's etched a designation um, of, uh, it's A-R-L. He's got an 11.2 as a number after his name. It's weird that that would be his true name, but it counts. And he is a, you're not pursuing it, so they disappear out of a corner. You hear, like, there's airships, uh, basically dragons, like, with strong lights just shining everywhere. They they kind of fade in, you think they're following them, and it, so the sound starts to disappear into the distance. They, uh, the, the, the free walker is like, is anyone hurt? And Badly. Yes. And he, she, the, the one you were talking to, gestures towards their wizard, and he comes over and looks you up and down and is like, uh, you're, okay, all right. And then he, uh, he pulls his hat off. He, oh, he begins to just do the iconography. Yeah. And he's running through it. Very complex, and he's bringing up incredibly official, like, oh, First aid training. Um, <laughs> he opens WikiHow in the middle of giving CPR. <laughs> and he brings out a wand. Better than not. Like, but it doesn't look like a, ooh, it's a wizard wand. It looks like just a, a tube of silvery metal. It has a very official sort of seal on the bottom that you can't quite catch. Who's the most, everybody's, you're just stable, stable. I have one. You're I'm the, one. You They're two. stable. He uh, walks over to you, uh-huh. and he touches you with a wand. Uh... I almost shouldn't roll. I should just take a raw number because he's just doing textbook shit. But um, so restore two wounds as it coldly touches your forehead. Um, something like you feel something as you fully get cognizant. You feel something drain into the wand, 
some power or other. He shudders a bit, and he comes over to you, but you guys have a beat. Are you doing anything? Um, let's see. He's got his sleeves pushed up, and he's just exposing his jumpsuit. He's yeah. wearing robes of old, tattered, weird design with strange wounds on it. Um, I have, uh, I probably won't apply, but I have a, I have an instant healing talent, but I assume it can only be for one thing. It was for curse healing, right? Yeah, it's just for curse healing. Okay. Um, oh, I'm going to call the, there were three of them total? Yeah, Marigold, okay. uh, I believe her name was, mm-hmm. and, uh, two, then you, obviously part of her, they've got an insignia of, like, a hog is like, ah, you know, it's, and, and then some other, like, municipal insignia, which is probably like their parish or whatever it is. Uh, I'm going to call the two of them. Uh, I'm going to let the guy who's working on actual healing work und- undisturbed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to call the two of them over. Uh, They're all looking at her like, <clears throat> What terrible thing just happened? She says. We were attacked. Well, and yes. when we called for aid, you came to aid. So please understand. Perhaps. She looks at one of them. She's got her fist like this. She's pointing to when the other one's like, "I knew it! I knew it wasn't the drink." How did we, you find us? I just knew that there was trouble. We are strangers in this land, and you have offered us aid in our time of need. It is not much, but take this and know that you have our thanks. I uh, will take. Uh, Two of the Wii handicrafts. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, I'm going to say they were uh, probably two uh, small patches, uh, two small bits of fabric tied into a very tiny flower. Okay. Um, and I'm going to give them three, one for each of them. She, uh, they immediately like clue in, get down on one knee, and like, you know, she's got her spear, and she accepts it. Thank you. Uh, and you, they're like they've never been happier. Uh, <laughs> um, the, the 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 wizard and you know the medic basically comes over to you, uh, and he um he's cursing. He's like, ah, I guess I'll use it. And he does the iconography. You're healed for two. Uh, and the wand like shudders and something goes into it and it just goes dark. It's like I don't know. That's what that's better. Than- as I awaken. Had it not needed, but then we did need it, so I guess that's... Never mind, and he puts it away. What is it you just took from me? I didn't take anything from you. Direct healing of essence has a reciprocity on oneself unless you have a, an aiding wand. You you know this. I'm familiar with you. But they run out, and they're disposable. Um, Mom's gonna kill me. Truly. I look down... Um, at like the bodies mm-hmm. do they have like their masks are gone mm-hmm. do they have anything on them like a note or you like search instructions you notice yep look at the knife what yeah. time is it uh, uh, okay. uh, I got a seven uh, find a note just like Skyrim oh. I was like do you, this blank name must be killed <laughs> yeah uh, 15, I have a visual talent for notice. What were you doing? Uh, I was just going to ask if I can uh, put some spiritual oomph into the, into the actual, like... Just believing in them? Yeah. yeah you just rolled with it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. You have a feet. Um, you can't find anything on them. You do notice, though, that their affordance 
marks are glowing mm -hmm. and that there's some sort of uh, protocol. It reminds me of a very, very simple version of what's on Lena. Mm -hmm. And it starts to go, but something stops it. It just stops. And the, the body just kind of sag a little and move a bit. And then their affordance just blanks out. 25. Yeah, they, uh, they, it seems absurd, but they were, you know, they called the armed combat, they did their best, or they accept it. You don't know if they believe in the old ways, but they're the closest that you had, and they accept it. Like, uh, the, the wizards just got done to accept it. The, the shirtless guy is, like, openly crying. Uh, one, because, you know, an ancient thing from legend is blessed, but other, he's like, he just realizes they're dead people. And, uh, and it's dragons land at either end of the street. Uh, the land, the noise drops down, and you all look up as a giant red comet spears across the sky. Everybody gets two points, I'll call it. Never After was created, designed, and written by Adrian McLear. This podcast is produced and edited by Grace Skelton. Our music is Shimmering Lights by Punch Deck. You can find a link to their Patreon and Spotify page in our description. Thank you so much for listening, and we can't wait for you to hear the rest of our adventure.